Welcome back to DoorDash Driver Live. I'm your host, Mr. Bet on You. Uh, happy Sunday to you guys. I hope you guys are doing well. And the th- in the chat, my please give a thumbs up that you guys could hear and see me okay. Um, happy Sunday. If, you got, if you're out, I hope you're making money. I hope you're making good decisions. I hope you're being safe. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, my weekend was pretty, pretty good. I did not do any gig work on Saturday and Sunday. You guys know me. I'm super lazy on the weekends because I grind it out during the weekdays so uh let's see scooter bud what's up, what's up uh all right thank you guys um good week now we have a very different special show for you guys tonight sergio will be with us he's been on the show a couple of times he was actually part of the virtual con uh that we did back in october and i believe he's been on the show one or two other times so he's definitely somebody that you guys know about if you don't know about him you'll get to know about him today so basically we did a live i believe it was two sundays ago and we talked about the adjustment pay drivers got in California out of the Prop 22 bill. OK, now, so all the Cali drivers that are with us or will be with us tonight, let me know if you are in California. Let me know in the chat. I see a few people already. OK, and drivers have been getting some money from DoorDash, Uber. It's, this isn't just like a one app kind of deal. Right. This is Prop 22, him, uh, Sergio and uh, Pablo. Uh, found out some things, did some digging, right? And from what I understand, the gig app companies didn't do what they were supposed to do, and maybe even the, maybe the treasurer or something, or some 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 people in Cali did not do what they were supposed to do. And these two gentlemen hold, held them to task for that. It's like a David versus Goliath story. So Sergio will be on momentarily to kind of share that with us and what that might mean for current drivers. And obviously, we've been talking. I feel like in the last couple of months specifically about legislation what it means for you currently if you're in a state that a bill is trying to be passed whether you're in minnesota hot button issue there what did not happen governor shut that down colorado didn't even come to a vote and obviously new york city has things where it's a guarantee pay there's tip transparency in the city of new york for gig workers which i think is fantastic um and other places you know uh, pennsylvania uh, Seattle has something right now, and they've had it for, I believe, over a year, maybe a year and a half already. So there's a lot of cities, states that are trying to do certain things, right? I think that there's, it seems like it's a trend. I feel like there's a lot more stories about this, a lot more people showing interest in trying to get fair wages, fair pay, combat false deactivations, whatever it might be, you know. Uh, living wage, uh, uh, wage increase because of inflation. A lot of these things are happening. And you guys know me. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to always feel about it because I don't feel like everything is with good intent and some things could hurt in the long run. Right. But what we're going to talk about today, I feel like is a big win, especially for the, I mean, for the California driver. So I wanted to have Sergio on so he could tell you, cause he's the one that was there that really made this happen. And I think we're just going to make for a very insightful conversation. Um, we'll, we'll probably have the StreamYard link will be open for people today. If you guys have questions, put them in a chat. I'll try to plug in some of those here and there. Um, a few other things. We do have some announcements on the 2023 GigCon in Denver. If you check the website out, and I'm going to be putting more information out this week, but there's a lot of new information. We have a venue booked. Um, it's going to be at the Marriott. So in Denver, Cherry Creek, Denver, we have the Skyline Ballroom, a beautiful, beautiful, ballroom they do weddings and events and bar mitzvahs and all kinds of stuff there right holds enough people for what we need 
beautiful view of the mountains on one side of the room and part of the city in the other. Um, this is going to be a fantastic event. We have special guests getting lined up basically every week. We have some great partners and sponsors, great vendors, booths, free food, beverages. We're, we're, we are planning uh, the event of the year, in my opinion. It's going to be that. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So let me give some shout outs before we bring Sergio up. What up, Daphne? Bud Soda's in the house. What's up, man? Been a while. Bigfoot Killer, all the bling create. I see Rachel's. Uh, Matthew, the Rue Express, ZZ, Life, Vicky. I see Dashing Across America. What up, what up? Uber MVD, good to see you. Matthew Suss. <laughs> he always has something funny to say. Gilbert, Javier, what up, Jeff? Appreciate all the channel members in the house. April Fly Guys, Delivery. Oh, the Writer Hustler. What up, what up, what up? Appreciate all you guys. Savvy Shopper delivers, aka Holly Camp. She is a contributor to the uh, GigCon 2023 Endeavor, Redbeard, DDIS Deliveries. Appreciate all y'all. Hit the thumbs up for your boy. Let's get the show started. I'm going to bring Sergio in right now. I'm not going to wait too long. I want to get this conversation started, and let's get him in the room. Sergio, how are you, my friend? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Always good to have you here. So Thank give the people... Me. Give the people what happened in the last couple of weeks. I, you know, I know some of the people are in this room might already be aware of it, but I want them to hear it from the person's your your perspective because you had from such the, integral part. So, what what, what what happened, man, in the last couple of weeks? From the horse's mouth. So here yes, we go. Yes. Um, so this is what happened. Um, you know, I mean, for all, some of you who does may not know me, um, I'm the senior contributor at the Rideshare Guy and uh, co-host of the Show Me the Money Club every Tuesday live stream. Uh, podcast. Um, we, you know, mostly do ride share, but uh, we also, you know, I started doing deliveries about a year ago. I've mm -hmm. done about 1,100 deliveries so far. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to learn this space because, you know, Pedro is one of our uh, contributors at the ride share guy as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just wanted to learn about it. So, uh, long story short, you know, over the course of the last year, you know, we grew our community pretty nicely, actually, at the ride share guy. And, um, so what I do is that, you know, I have drivers become my eyes and ears in many, many different cities and states, right? And I get hundreds and hundreds of texts, whoever has my number, cell number, or emails, you know, screenshots on a weekly basis. And I respond to all of them. And then, you know, it's just, I just want to see what's going on around the country, get the pulse or the feel of the country. Mm -hmm. And all of this started on April 13th of this year with an innocent text from friend. And now, actually, I'm, if I may announce that, uh, Pablo is going to be our Hispanic content creator on the Rideshare Guy going forward. Oh, that's, that's big news. You know, so we're moving into that uh, space as well. You know, uh, he had known me actually uh, over Twitter, actually. You know, we cooked up there. Uh, we've been communicating back and forth. Um, long story short, he texted me this, uh, you know, innocent text uh, on April 13th. He says, you know, maybe you should look into this. So what, what he was saying is that, you know, for people in California who know what Prop 22 is, or actually it's a, it's a convolutive law, it's really vague, but let me just refresh your memory. So um, before Prop 22, there was uh, something called AB5 that they passed. And AB5 basically um, codified every, every gig worker as an employee of these companies. Mm -hmm. So these companies basically ignored the law for nine months until they brought around their own proposition called Proposition 22 in the last elections, national elections in 2020, 
Um, they spent close to $220 million. It was the most expensive proposition in the history of California. And uh, they passed it with a 59% vote majority. You know, Prop 22 is not what everybody thinks it is, right? So Prop 22 gives you a couple of things up front, which is it gives you a, a minimum wage guarantee, uh, which is 120% of, of your city's minimum wage. So let's say in LA County, minimum wage right now is $15.20. 120% of that puts us at $19.60. And But the caveat for that is it's for active time only, right. meaning right. from the time you accept the order to the time you slide it over and deliver the deliver the food. So or, it's like a, with DoorDash with the earn by time. You got to be active in order for that, exactly. that, for that, for that price in your city to be engage basically exactly so it's active time engaged time whatever you guys want to call it and what happened is that um you know when you look at active time active time is 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 something that um most ride share drivers do because they're busier you know so it is this by the way this bill covers every gig company or every company that hires independent contractors to deliver their goods that drive, includes Amazon right. Flex, that includes Walmart Spark, that includes Target Shipped, and obviously the, the big guys as we know, DoorDash, Uber in rideshare, Lyft in rideshare, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Instacart especially, right? So they passed this law in 20, uh, the Prop 22 became the law of the state um, in, as of January 2020. But the way they had written the law is that they included something called, so let's go back just a, just a couple of sentences. So beside above and beyond the minimum wage, which is $19.20, which is 120% of minimum wage of the city you're in, mm -hmm. they also threw in something called maintenance or mileage expense for drivers, which for 2020 started at 30 cents a mile. Mm -hmm. So as a rideshare driver for you know from january 2020 on i never received a penny out of prop 22 because the way it's written is that since it's on active time and rideshare mm -hmm. drivers in la especially they make way more than you know 19 dollars and 20 cents right right and then that mileage you know expense or maintenance expense addition doesn't even come into play because we're always at 21 23 25 when i go out drive you know, when they show me the money, I make 30, 35, 40 bucks an hour, right, right. or whatever, right? So, you know, only about 8% of rideshare drivers um, get Prop 22 money. Mm. Uh, but once I started doing deliveries, which was exactly July of last year. I remember that because you and I talked yeah. about it. You were asking yeah. some questions. You were on the show. I was on your guys' show. And I yeah. remember you shared some numbers with me and asked, hey, these look good. And you started getting better at it. I, I do remember that. I can't believe it's yeah. been a year already. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been a year. So, yeah. um, and right away, I started getting Prop 22 money. Well, guess what? The, the reason for that is basically last mile delivery in California and everywhere else in the country is basically working for tips mm -hmm. because base rates are so low, right? And But in California, you have the protection of Prop 22 with the minimum wage as well as the 30 cents a mile um addition to to the trip that you're taking or the delivery you're doing so as a rideshare driver never gotten a penny as a delivery driver i was just getting you know as many hours as i was driving i was getting money every two weeks so uber pays prop 20 to every two weeks 
just like Grubhub, just like Instacart, just like Lyft, uh, DoorDash pays every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so but what they do is they basically figure out, figure out your active hours, okay? And they multiply that times $19.60, which is the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Then they figure out your active miles because that's pretty easy to figure out, right? They know when you accept it. You go to the restaurant, pick it up. You go deliver the food. It could be three miles, five miles, 10 miles, whatever it is. And then there is a minimum that's created that way. So if your minimum is below that $19.60 and 30 cents a mile addition, they will give you the difference under Prop 22. That's, that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So all that said, fast forward to April 13th of this year, you know, when Pablo texted me that, he says, you know, you should look into this because, you know, I read the law, Prop 22, and he says there should have been an inflation adjustment made mm-hmm. um, for the 30 cents a mile, you know, expense that, that drivers are supposed to get. And you're and, talking about yeah, the, an update uh, to your that, mileage. That's the, that's, yeah, that's the end result. So yep, that, yep. That's, that's what DoorDash said. But but before then, um, so while we did, you know, I looked into it a little bit. We said, you know, okay, this is worth digging into a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I like reading, like a nerd. <laughs> I went and read the law. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, education is key, man. You know, you say this all the time on your, yep. you know, on your channel. Information and education is power. Knowledge is power. I believe Knowledge that. Knowledge is yes. power. And and you know, so we start digging into it, and sure enough, um, you know, he in fact made it made life so easy for me that. He even sent the link for the law. And then all I had to do is click and then read it, you know, sentence by sentence. Sure enough, right at the bottom, um, <laughs> for anyone who's interested is going to go read it, it's under B, three I's. Um, you know, there was this, this clause in there that says, according to the CPIU, CPIU is uh, Consumer Price Index, that's announced by the Labor Department um, in Washington every year overall. We were supposed to get an adjustment on January of 2022 mm-hmm. for whatever the inflation rate was. Well, we know what happened to inflation. Inflation was soaring in the country, right? So when this was written, by the way, this became law January 2020. And then right then and there, the pandemic hit, right? Mm-hmm. Right about March, you know, start, states started closing down, cities started closing down. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Uber Eats took off, DoorDash took off, Instacart yep. took off, right? So now, you know, we're talking, um, you know, immense amounts of deliveries that done, you know, because rideshare died, but then deliveries took off. Deliveries took off. Yep. Right. So, so here comes January, 2022 now. Um, and this adjustment that was supposed to be made was not made. All right. So once we figured that out now, you know, his text to me was April 13th of 2023. Well, guess what? According to CPIU, another adjustment was supposed to be made January of 2023. Well, we go back, that wasn't made. So now I'm thinking, okay, so assuming inflation was 7%, which I kind of figured it was, mm-hmm. the January from January 2022, that 30 cents should have gone up to 32 cents a mile. And as of January 2023, should have gone up to 34 cents a mile. Now, you may all think, well, what's the big deal with two cents? Right, what's here? two pennies, four pennies? Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. the big deal? Two pennies. And then, you know, uh, I go, I do a little back of the envelope math. So an average rideshare driver, full-timer, 
By the way, there are 1.4 million gig workers in California. You guys can go crazy. check that out. You know what? I thought there was, I, I thought maybe there's probably got to be about a million in Cali because of the size. Four. But then yeah. I thought, man, is that too many? Like, but then I'm, I'm actually happy to hear you say that because I, yeah. you know, that that's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Pure Pew, uh, Research, it's on their website. You can go check it. It's 1.4 million uh, gig workers. According to all these gig companies, as we know, they always say only 20% or so are full-timers, right? So then I'm figuring, okay, if 20% of 1.4 million is 280,000 full-time drivers, right? A full-time driver in California or anywhere will drive four to 6,000 miles a month, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so put that, so now this adjustment has not been made for 17 months now. Right? right. So multiply that time 17 months. You're talking 70, 80,000 miles. And at two yeah. cents and four cents, we're talking then, a couple then it thousand becomes dollars. Money. That, that we're talking a couple thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and then figure out all the part timers. Right. Who are doing DoorDash and Uber Eats and mm -hmm. uh, Instacart and, you know, all these other ones. So I said this could be a lot of money. So now I said to Pablo, I said, well, the. You know, in that clause, when they, where they figure out or where they tell everybody how the adjustment should be made, mm -hmm. what they did, these gig companies are so vague in everything that they do, as we know, and lack of transparency, obviously. What they did was they took the ball and put it in the California Treasurer's Court, which is an elected official in California, by the way, and her name is Fiona Ma. He says it is an elected official. It is. She's an okay. elected official. Yeah. So, and she's been the California treasurer for, you know, since 2019, right? So we said, well, they said, until she figures out the numbers and publishes these numbers, we are not going to pay, you know, for the adjustment, mm -hmm. right? And so what happened is that we called the treasurer's office. <laughs> Wow. And straight okay. up. Yeah. And so some lady answered the phone. Uh, we said, well, we want to talk about this Prop 22 adjustment. Okay. Let me tell you something. You know, you guys all have called Uber support, DoorDash support, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. They are. They were better. They were better than the treasurer's office. I, I, I'm not surprised, actually, because I think okay. sometimes you call an elected official's office, you get the runaround. You got to get yeah, to that it, gatekeeper and they're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not this surprised. This lady had no clue. Okay. Yeah. Didn't you know what Prop 22 was? This is, yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. know they were supposed to do the adjustments. You didn't know anything. And and I said, and then she, in fact, she guided us to the IRS website. She thought we were talking about the 65 and a half cent IRS mileage deduction. The, yeah. I go, lady, Stand no, no, standard no, no. deduction. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. standard deduction. I go, yeah. lady, no, 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 no. We're not talking about that. Yeah. I go, we need to talk to somebody who knows about Proposition 22. So, you know, minutes are going by we have all the records by the way so if you guys want to join us on tuesday we're going to put all the screenshots all our proof all our um you know records out there because there were some skeptics saying that oh these two guys couldn't have figured this out i'm like okay yeah well, yeah i mean we don't care about any of that but here's the go so then they put on somebody on the phone that knew about prop 22 and we recited the law to him and i said listen you know this adjustment was supposed to be made by um the california treasurer's office then the companies would pay until you guys make that adjustment they're not going to pay well he said the reason we did not make the adjustment okay was because in august of 2021 uh, before this adjustment was supposed to be made um prop 22 was considered unconstitutional by a lower court 
and it was under appeal at the time. So that was their excuse saying that we didn't make the adjustment because it's in litigation. Interesting. And we go, okay, fine. So what do we do? We call a legal scholar, labor law attorney. We, you know, we do our due diligence. And they all unequivocally said, nope, that's complete BS. The, the, the Prop 22 is the law of the land. It's just under appeal. I'm going to pull okay. up a couple while you're while we're talking. I'm going to pull up a couple of screenshots you sent me. Okay. Just yeah. so the viewers can see some. Stuff. So it is the law of the land, right? So you, you can leave that there. We'll just talk about when I get that. That's going to be the end, actually, Pedro. Okay. But okay. let's say um, that we said, okay, so now we call the treasurer's office again. <laughs> and this time I said, you know, look, you know, I think you guys are full of smoke. I think you should call, you know, you know, speak to your legal department um, mm -hmm. because Prop 22 is the law of the land. And sure enough, um, nothing happened for another couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be interesting because this we need to talk about at some point. Anyway, so nothing happened. So we went to social media, obviously, now because we're like, okay, well, nothing is getting done, you know. Um, and until she uh, publishes these rates, mm -hmm. you know, no, none of the gig companies are going to pay for this adjustment. And now we're, you know, we're thinking this could be tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars that uh, these companies have to pay the drivers. So long story short, uh, Pablo and I tweeted on May 4th, um, say, you know, with the California, you know, tagging the California treasurer saying that Man, Twitter is Twitter can be a powerful thing. I think yeah. a lot of people underestimate the power of social media. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you got to use all the tools yeah. you got in the toolbox with yeah. this, right? So we tweeted it. And then um, to our amazement and shock and surprise, on May 10th, the Fiona Ma, the treasurer of California, tagged us tagging us i think that was her biggest mistake because if she hadn't tagged us in the tweet saying that look we made the adjustment go to our website it's all mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and the funny thing is as an elected official of the fourth largest economy in the globe which mm -hmm. is california yeah there was no public announcement nothing was done and she you guys can you know tomorrow on tuesday that seems like such a like somebody dropped the ball well yeah. multiple people I, I, think I, mean... I think they all dropped the ball but <laughs> look you don't expect the gig companies right. to go you know out of the goodness of their heart oh no we're just going to pay all these hundreds no of no, no. They're, exactly. they're, they're going to be questioned they're, they're going to wait for somebody to kind of open up that yeah box, exactly right exactly. that that's i'm not surprised and i actually i don't really fault them for that because that's companies do that you know what i mean i mean that's yeah just, absolutely yeah so no i don't fault them for that at all i mean you know because it clearly says in the law that she's supposed to make the adjustment right and publish it mm -hmm. well sure enough may 10th you know she made the uh, uh she published the new rates at 32 cents and 34 as we thought it would have been okay and then she says on the on the tweet she says spread the word I'm like, we're, we're the ride share guy. We have 150,000 subs. How can we spread the word? We're, we're nobodies, right? You're the, you're the treasurer of California, for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we go click to the website. The first box on her website, it says gig worker inflation adjustment. I'm like, wow. We clicked on that one. It clearly says CPI was 7.1% for 2022. Mm -hmm. Rate should have been 32 cents. Uh, CPIU for 2023 was 6.9% and rate should be 34 cents a mile. I'm like, okay, great. So one thing is to get this done. The next thing is to have these companies pay. <laughs> well, right. It, you got to you got to do the first step. You, you yeah. got to have the treasurer department actually back up that and say, okay, this is supposed to happen. Then 
then the company is going to say, okay, well, we don't want to be in trouble with them and yeah. they have some kind of fine or whatever. Let's go ahead and yeah. pay, pay the driver. Well, right? well, what happened is that, you know, to my advantage, obviously I'm very close friends with a whole bunch of journalists, you know, from LA times, New York times, wall street journal, you know, Bloomberg, whatever. So Brian a merchant is a very good friend at LA times. So what I did was I created this amazing package with all the screenshots, all the evidence, all the logs, all the call logs, you know, um, everything I had basically, right? Mm -hmm. Created a case and put it on his table. I said, mm -hmm. Brian, I think you could do a great story with this because a month before he did, you know, he used actually our tests that we run on the right share side as two or four drivers sitting side by side and all four of them were getting different prices for the exact same trip right the exact same trip okay yeah. right and then there was a you know uh vina dubal who was the leading scholar in the country when it comes to labor law she had written a paper on algorithmic wage discrimination okay mm -hmm. and well she, all her stuff was basically um you know the thoughts or her thoughts, right? But we literally proved her case for her. And Brian Merchant was nice enough to put all our videos, all our screenshots in there. Mm -hmm. So I already had a good relationship. So I sent it to Brian mm -hmm. and he looks at it. He goes, is this for real? I go, what do you mean? Is this for real? Of course, this is for real. I go, she published it. It's right there. So he goes, well, if you let me do it, I'll do the story. But he goes, I have to call the companies. I have to call the treasurer. I have to get their stories, obviously. Yep. Do my own both, you got to get both sides. And, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is LA Times. We're not you know, talking about some yeah. you know, this Sacramento isn't a, this, this here. Isn't a, yeah, yeah. This is a, LA Times. Is, they they, they yeah. have to vet some things, right? So yeah. That, that, that yeah. Makes so sense. what he does is he did his due diligence. And a couple of days later, he called and said, yeah, we're doing it editors are go and we're doing it i go great so you know we go through it we helped it and then you know a few days ago the, the article was released and um, you know the rest is history as they say but what happens now is that see now we can put up the screenshots and then i'll walk you guys through it so, so let, me, uh, let me pull up what i have here let me see here one second because i have it uh, right so if you go back a little bit to the first one uh, the one with like half pink, half white, or half whatever. That okay, is. hold on. Uh, let's go click on that. Okay, uh, this one. Uh, no, that's the. No. I just go back. Yeah, I do it. That, that one. Yeah. So this is my wife. Okay, my wife does DoorDash and my wife does Uber Eats. You know, mm -hmm. look, we are total part-time um, CPU member. CPU means Cherry Pickers United. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there is like the Pedro. There are there are two unions, okay? Yeah. So one is AFU and the other one is CPU. CPU is Cherry Pickers United. The other one is Ant for Mica United. I, I knew you were gonna say Ant when you said yeah. AFU. I was like, it has to be the Ant word because I know Sergio had, he loves using that word. Yeah, Ant for Mica United. So for Mica yeah. is a Latin word for Ant. So I was like, anyway. So, so this and what happened is that once she made that um, adjustment, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. So it also actually, by making the adjustment, it kind of proved how incorrect she was when it came to the legality. When we first called her and she tried to get rid of us by saying, oh, it's under litigation. We're, that's why we didn't publish it, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what? On May 10th, when they published it. Oh, shit. Sorry. Also, in, on May 10th, when they published it, now actually Prop 22 is being appealed to the California Supreme Court. So it's, it was the same thing. So she figured... By the way, she's running for lieutenant governor of California. I, I, I think she blew her chance on that one pretty well. 
Yeah. But uh, besides that, so what they, they, you know, May 10th was the date. A week later, um, the first company, actually, to their credit, this is DoorDash's email that my wife received. It talks clearly, you know, for the next four slides, it talks about what the adjustment should be. Now, my concern was that because the California Treasurer, um, you know, put this up on May 10th of 2023, 17 and a half months late, right? Mm -hmm. My concern was that from that day on, they're going to start paying 34 cents a mile, mm -hmm. right? Well, to their credit and maybe to their intelligence of the legal departments, because I'm pretty sure they had some conversations. Oh, I would imagine so. They went back because they, look, the other thing that I had ready to go was a massive class action lawsuit and I was going to be the lead plaintiff, okay? And they said, well, we're going to go back and do it retroactively. We're going to go pay 32 cents for all the miles for 2022. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go and pay 34 cents for all of 2023, all the way to May 10th. So I'm going like, Chaching, this is awesome. Yeah. This is amazing. Millions, millions and millions. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing, right? So then two days later, Uber sent an announcement. Then Lyft sent an announcement that up until yesterday, Instacart and uh, Grubhub had not done it. Yesterday they did it. Mm -hmm. Um that they're all they're all going back retroactive. I think DoorDash was the first to pay out. Is that accurate information? No, DoorDash was the first to send the emails. To send DoorDash the email. was the second yeah. to pay. Second Uber to pay. Okay. Uber was the first to pay. Yeah. So a lot of people are confused that they're saying, look, I drove 40,000 miles of ride share. I didn't get a penny. Mm -hmm. This, this, by the way, you know who this is going to benefit the most? All the AFU members paid for all the, all, AFU. The people, yep. all the people who pick up those $2 trash orders for five miles. <laughs> they are going to swim in cash, bro. Let me tell you, okay? All those people who have been already getting Prop 22 money, that adjustment, because you know, I'm pretty sure they're driving thousands of thousands of thousands of miles a month, right? If you're yep. accepting every order, yep. you know, um, those are the people that are going to benefit the most. However, yep. so this, as you guys see, was my wife's adjustment from Uber Eats, right? And, you know, she got $118.41, and then mm -hmm. she got some money out of DoorDash. Mm -hmm. I got $85.75, and then one of the screenshots is my, we should talk about that, is my detailed spreadsheet. I'm going to pull that up next. And basically what it sounds like is, like you're saying, if you're somebody that drove a lot, meaning maybe you took a lot of orders, you maybe you probably have a high acceptance rate, you're a full-timer, yeah, yeah. you're going to yeah. get more money. But Absolutely. if you're a cherry picker, right, and you made yeah. more money than probably that other driver, the AFU, yeah. I think you call them, right? AFU, you're AFU, not going to make as much. You might get the yeah. 80 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. Yeah. But well, there are well, drivers well, getting. No, but, but you know what it is, though, is like our family being a super cherry picking part timers. Yeah. We got 300 bucks in the house. Right, right, right. All right? right. So I have had emails for the last week now since this news broke. Um, and and uh, so, yeah, that's my spreadsheet on the right. Okay, that, that is every single. Okay, this is what I want you guys to do. If you guys you don't get anything out of this, you guys should get this. This is my every single delivery I have done, um, and it's about a 10, 11, or twelve column uh, spreadsheet. It's easy to do. It goes back to the first delivery I done in July eleventh to July twenty sixth period. It it breaks down net earnings. Tips, total income, online hours, active hours, utilization rate, active miles per mile, dollars per mile, with the totals on the bottom. Um, 
dollars per active hour, dollars per online hour, how many trips I have done, average cost of or average pay for the trip. Now the minimum and my Prop 22 money that I got every two weeks from Uber Eats. Okay. Now, once you do that, you know if you're profitable or not. Okay. Yep. Number one. Yep. But the most important thing for me was Pedro is that you see where it says active miles, the column right almost in the middle, right? Yep. Yep. Now, these companies are absolutely, you know, show no regard for transparency, as we know, right? Yep. Even when they're paying, you know, the, the lack of transparency is embarrassing, right? If you go back like two, two uh, screenshots, Pedro, there's like a dark uh, screenshot there. That's what uh, DoorDash paid. And see. that's how it showed. A um, couple of screenshots backwards. Yep. One more. One more back. Yep. Yeah, that one. That one. This is how DoorDash's payment showed up. At least on the Uber Eats side, it said Prop 22 adjustment. Okay. There is nowhere to click here, people. If you got money from DoorDash, in fact, I saw one, one person said I got $503 or whatever that was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so it says the balance, the money just showed up $127.74. It doesn't say if it's Prop 22 money. It doesn't say how many active miles you drove. It doesn't say nothing. It just <laughs> I'm not money surprised. Just they're just, they're just pop, plopping it in. No way. Yeah, they're just no, plopping yeah, it in. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So plopping how in. many people, Pedro, do you think keep a detailed spreadsheet like I do for each I, single day? I would say. My opinion on that is I would say less than 1% of, of okay, drivers. Okay, less than 1%. Guess what, though? I had kept all my active miles, right? And so I you, could, you could actually you could do the quick math on a calculator on the phone and figure out if that number is accurate. That's exactly. why you're I did, and I yeah. did. And guess what? Uber Eats shorted me three bucks. It should have been three mm. more dollars. Mm. Interesting. I, uh, on 1,100 deliveries, I drove active miles 3,573 miles, right? And my adjustment should have been 88.75 instead of 85.75. So that's, I'm not going to, you know, cry about it. Yeah, that. at this point, $3, maybe a decimal. No, obviously. You know, but knows? don't you yeah. think, don't you think them knowing, look, they exactly know, by the way, what they're paying out, right? Yep. yep. Because the money just showed up. Why can't you break it down to the driver? You drove, like the person that got 500 some dollars, mm -hmm. uh, on average, three cents, that's like for. About sixteen, seventeen thousand miles worth of money. Yeah, I'm not you know, surprised that Uber broke it down though, because Uber breaks down the fares. That, you know, at least the ones I've seen, you could break down the fare, like how much the customer paid, how much they tipped, how much this, they demand. Yeah. DoorDash doesn't. They don't do that. Yeah. Well, there you go. And 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 even <laughs> in under these circumstances where they sent you the money, there's still lack of transparency. There's nothing there. Uber at Uber did not break it down. By the way, Uber just said, "Well, here's the money. It's a Prop 22 adjustment. Okay, go get it." So, so all this is happening now. You know, LA Times article hits. There you go. I got 165. No, yeah, there you go. That's, so 165 to you, maybe you drove about 5,000 miles. That's about 5,000 miles worth right there. And DDIS, uh, he's a cherry picker. He's not, you know, from what I know about him, at least. Look, least every delivery driver, every last mile delivery driver is going to get money. Is gonna get I bet you, I yeah. bet you, you know, when you were in LA, you did that the one single delivery? I did, and I actually got that. That following week, I got the Prop 22 adjustment, which wound up being, I think, about $9. Right. Um, but but, I, but I haven't seen anything get, in my You're going to get like two, three cents. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. It probably could be something. I haven't. Yeah. And if it's in the app, I didn't realize it because yeah. it just got. Well, because, because it just showed up. It just, it just showed, showed up. up right? Actually, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into my earnings while we're while we're chatting. Maybe yeah, if you go like, to it, if you it, go to it, uh, let's see, it showed up. Let me tell you. you go to other. Up. 
you go to the other, uh, it'll tell maybe you. ten days ago. Maybe ten so would have been so would have been last week's money, right? There you yeah, go. There you go. See, money. there's so, another person. Uh, oh, you know man. what? Look, 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 look. Wow. Two, two cents. Twenty cents. Look. Twenty cents. That has to be right there. There's no other explanation for that to be in there because the only other thing that you could see is um, 267 and 375. Those were like for canceled orders. So yeah, that that 20 cents is from what. So thank you, Sergio. I got 20 cents. You're thank welcome, you. buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> That's I'll amazing, go, actually, that, that it's in there. I can tell you yeah. that was about that was from pickup to drop off. That probably was about six miles or so. Six. Yeah, six I think the order the order that I did. I, I want to say it was only three miles. For I can't. I honestly can't uh, remember. Doesn't matter. But doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. And you know what's funny? What's funny is I wasn't driving. It was, yeah. I wasn't even in my car. So that's a true. Yeah. I need to pass this along actually to the driver. Yeah, there you go. There is your there is your that's badge what, of honor right there. That's what so, I need to do. Yeah. So there is Skillionaire here. It says two twenty eight on Uber East, two seventy on DoorDash. That's five hundred bucks that you yeah. didn't have the day before. So yeah. so now now we have to understand the size and scope of this, right? So the transparency on one side, I'm going to push now. Well, now that we got the ball rolling, I'm going to push for something that may sound ridiculous to a lot of people, but I'm going to push for transparency. I'm going to say. Nobody does what I do with the crazy spreadsheets that I run, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a nerd. I do it. I love math. It's not hard to do. Everybody should do it, actually. But how do we know you're paying these people correctly? Well, they, you know, if they shorted you $3, right? How do I know they didn't short me $0.05? Cents? So yeah, then yeah, over, yeah. The, over the course of these uh, millions of drivers we have on the apps, you know, that, that actually becomes hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. that's the thing. And it's hard to always know. And it's hard to get somebody to care about three dollars, or I didn't yeah. care about the twenty cents. I had no yeah. idea. I wouldn't have looked unless you said something. I didn't. Yeah. Think about there you it, go. Right? So, so, uh, so the top dollars that I've seen, I've got, I've gotten like hundreds of emails saying that I got this much, I got this much. Now, this includes Rody, by the way. This includes all these gig companies. So, yeah. you know, uh, if you're doing ride share, most likely you're not going to get money unless you're a chairman of the AFU. Yeah. That means you accepted every single trip Everything. on right there, yeah. and you're such an ant yeah. that you are getting Rob Tony too money doing right yeah. here. This bill was not designed to pay. Okay. This bill was written in a way that no right share driver should get any money out of this. So let me ask you a question. So it seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seems like the drivers that did food delivery. Yeah. And took a lot of orders because maybe yeah. Prop 22, they, hey, I'm going to get my money back anyway. I'm whatever. Yeah. Don't care. Those are the ones that benefited from the adjustment the most. Is that an accurate Absolutely. statement? Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. so under Prop 22, Pedro, okay, if you take every order and you're active the whole 60 minutes, nonstop. Right. Which, non could be, which could be very rare, but you could be active for 50 minutes out of an hour, and that's a lot still, right? Yeah, so, I know. I mean, yeah. you know, the utilization could be 95%. And I right. know drivers like that in my area because, you know, they all run into Chick-fil-A picking up the food, knowing Chick-fil-A is always 15 minutes late. Yeah, they take everything. Like, if it's five bucks going two miles or just, I'm taking it. Yeah, they they take, no, not even two miles. No, no, it's the other way around. It's two bucks going five miles. Oh, that's crazy. Because be. under Prop 22, look, but you have to understand something. These people are out there. So when Prop 22 was written and became law in 2020 and when the pandemic hit, nobody knew about DoorDash, bro. Nobody knew about yeah. Uber Eats, Instacart. Right. It blew up after that, right? Yep, yep. So now what happens is that people have figured out this gig, which was under Prop 22. If I'm active the whole hour, nonstop, I'm taking DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, whatever. Whatever comes my way, I'm taking it, regardless of the money, right? 
per hour, you're going to earn about $22 to $23 guaranteed money with Prop 22. It doesn't matter how shitty the orders are you're accepting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Dash and Trader just said Prop 22 dashers deliver no tips. Some do. And the, well, the reason that was that the reason tipping died is, in California. Yeah. Because yeah. consumer figured out, I don't have to tip. They're going to deliver anyway. And a lot right. of drivers saying, I'm going to make minimum of $23, $22 an hour. I'm happy yeah. with that. And they're going to take every order. It's so against like how I do it and how I've been. You know, it's, it's just so different. But we have to realize you know, yeah. in Missouri, we don't have something like that, right? So, exactly. you know, it, it's well, just you don't want it. I'm trust me, you don't want it because it yeah. killed the delivery market altogether, bro. I'm telling no, you. No, I, I don't. I don't want. I'm somebody that at this point in 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 June of 2023, I'm against legislation as a whole, but I understand it has a place in certain avenues, and it's interesting because the legislation that was put into place to replace the AB5, right, the yeah. Prop 22 has then allowed somebody like you and Pablo to do some digging, some research, make some phone calls, tweet. And then now millions of dollars are being handed out and drivers are waking up. Yep. You know, it's a big deal, guys. Like drivers woke up with an extra $200 and they didn't even need to work. Well, they had worked for it already. They worked right? for it already. They worked for it already. But still, yeah. when you wait, when if, you, if any of us would open up, if I open up my DoorDash account tomorrow to start my day and my Uber Eats and, and I saw money in there, everybody's happy about that. Yeah. Right. So well, now the conversation goes to is that what's the what happens after that? You know what I mean? Like, well, what, what is, happens like, after that is, you know, like, look, uh, um, you know, we're not going to let this go yet. You're right. So so what happens next is going to be, um, you know, we're going to we, there is a lot more meat left on this bone for me anyway. OK, so we kept digging after even people started getting money. By the way, the top dollars that I have seen so far mm-hmm. by any driver were. 1100 on Uber Eats and 700 on DoorDash for one driver. 1100 okay. on Uber Eats. Yes. Yeah. So that equals, by the way, that equals probably 40,000 miles that that person drove. That's the adjustment at three cents on average for two years. And that guy probably took every order, right? And DoorDash. So that's $1,800. Now, what we have to do is we have to extrapolate that into 1.4 million. I mean, not everybody got it at 1,800. No, but, but what's the average you think? 100 something. I'm, I'm average might average be going to be like our family. Let's say 300. That's bucks. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. If you're a cherry picker, you're going to get less. Right. If you're a full-time rideshare driver, you're going to get almost nothing because it's written that way. The law is written that way. But if you're a only delivery, last mile delivery driver, between DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and Instacart, you should get a ton of money. Okay. Let me, let me ask you a question, Sergio. Yeah. So do you think, right, because we know, well, we don't know. I've been learning. It, it, it doesn't seem like, I think a lot of us think that the companies to have to pay the Prop 22 to Cali drivers, that they then take less from other states no, or cities. No, And no. I'm somebody, I'm somebody to, I, I would admit no. that I have thought that, but it's actually the consumer pays yep. an extra fee. So, you right? know, I, I sent you the screenshots, put one of them up, and then, you know, I'll explain that to you guys, right? And, and also, though, before you get before you get into that, think about this. So what do you think DoorDash and these companies might do now that they're paying out this money? Do you think that something might change like nope, to try to get that money back? What do you think about that? Nothing is going to change because it wasn't their money to start with. You, pull up. you want me to pull up uh, that one? Let me see. Yeah, I think that's it. CA driver benefits, 99 cents. Uh, fees, well, that's okay. Million. I'm not seeing anything, but uh, okay, hold on. Let me hold on one second. Um, I think they're gonna be like side by side. 
No, I got. I just got to add it to the screen. Hold on. Okay. Um, you're talking about that one. Okay, so that right. is okay. That is an Uber Eats customer receipt. Okay. Now we're gonna dig on this a little bit, right? So pay attention here, people. Do you see from the top where it says subtotal, Pedro? Mm-hmm. And then it says service fee. What does it say right under that? Uh, subtotal service fee. Uh, California driver benefits ninety nine cents per order, Pedro. Right. How many hundreds of millions of dollars? How many hundreds of millions of orders have gone since twenty twenty? Yeah. Okay, we calculated that. By the way, it's close to one point eight billion orders. So it's almost the- like they just they just that's what they use and they put it in another balance sheet on their end and then that's what we that's the problem that's the problem but that's the adjustment that gets paid basically they're using no, no, that no, that's not even cents. close to the adjustment they paid this is much more this mm-hmm. is much more we figured out okay so there is one more with the rideshare trip from mm-hmm. which actually one of my trips mm-hmm. um there is a receipt of a customer where it says exactly again california driver benefits right and it's 75 cents oh shit hold on I'm trying to Well, what I'm trying to say basically here is there. uh, That's the same one, but that's okay. So on every DoorDash order, on every Uber Eats order, on every Uber rideshare, on every Lyft rideshare, on there it is. Do you see where it says California driver benefits? Uh, I do. Uh, Seventy-five cents. That's for rideshare. Do you know since Prop Twenty Two passed, Pablo, um, in January twenty twenty, how many trips, individual trips between rideshare and uh, deliveries these companies have done it's 1.7 billion trips it's crazy so if you multiply that on average of 75 cents that's a billion and a half dollars yeah they have been sitting on this money these companies for the last since 2020 they're collecting on every trip from the customer the consumer is paying for this and the consumer doesn't even know that they're paying for it yeah okay yeah. well i so think the consumer bad, i mean they're telling the consumer because of a a line item right but yeah. but I think most consumers, at least, you know, when, when we're ordering things, you especially no on idea. an Uber ride share, you, you're, you're not looking at that. You're just saying, okay, it's going to cost me $20 to go from here to there. Okay, wh- whatever. And then, you know, I'm only going to tip or not tip. And if I'm going to order some DoorDash, like, oh, okay, yeah, I see all these lines. And, yeah. okay, I just, you I have just no need idea. The what's, the, what's the What's the bottom line? That's what. That's well, all I care well, about. Well, the bottom line is this. The consumer has been paying for this. These companies have been sitting on this money since 2020. They've been collecting interest on this. And to me is, you know, I don't think this proposition would have passed in 2020 if they had told, by the way, they ran CNN commercial after CNN commercial hours at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. And not one of them said, oh, by the way, we're just going to pass it on to the consumer. We're not going to put a penny for Prop 22 out of our pocket. The consumer is going to pay for it. If the consumer knew this, do you think Prop 22 would have passed? Absolutely not. Right. So now what we're digging into now is. Since this is a consumer-funded proposition, mm-hmm. right? Why don't you tell us where that money is? Why don't you tell us where that billion and a half dollars is? Because look, you didn't pay the adjustment for 18 months, 17 months, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm 100% sure the money is not going to equal what they're paying out. It's not going to equal to what they have collected so far from each single trip, okay? Let me ask you a question. Does it have to? What's that? Does it have to? Who? The company does it have to equal out? Yeah, like no, it doesn't have to. They could be making hundreds of millions, of right? Dollars. Well, that and that's my point. So it's like, do you, you know, well, I don't think we'll ever come to a point where they'll open those books and show us, you know, oh, no, they will when the attorney general's office calls next week, they will because we're already talking to them. So that's you think that's gonna happen? Oh, they better, 
Interesting. So oh, this yeah, so no. this is not, you know, this when is, you, this when, is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah. So when you texted me a couple weeks ago, he's like David versus Goliath and David, you know, I was like, Oh, this is kind of exciting shit, you know. And I'm not in Cali and I'm I know I'm learning more about this, but I don't, you know, I don't live it every day. So for me it's very different, right? But it sounds like you're still going at it. Well, we're, just, still, we're just started. We just, just started. started. And that's yeah, we just started. And and to Pablo's credit, this is, you know, I have a partner in crime every Tuesday. His name is Chris. We all know, right? Yep, yep. Um, on this one, my partner in crime was Pablo Gomez. And guess what? Pablo Gomez has not, he's only a rideshare driver. He's an amazing rideshare driver. He makes 40 bucks an hour in LA. He has never gotten a penny out of this. But what he did was he educated himself. He read the law. He brought it to me and I, I amplified it. And, yeah. and, you know, Brian Merchant did an amazing, amazing, amazing story. He did his research mm -hmm. and we just started digging now. Right. So we want to know, well, you know, we could push and say, by the way, you should send every driver a breakdown of their active miles instead of just throwing money in their face. But let's mm -hmm. say let's not complain about free money. Right. But we also want to know. As like DoorDash, how much is this costing you? As Uber Eats or Uber or Lyft or Grubhub or Instacart, how much is this costing you? Why can't you guys come out and say that? Because, you know, if you look at their earnings reports, not a line item is in there because I read all of them. Not a line item is in there with how much money this is going to cost them. So yeah. I, we're just estimating it's a couple hundred, three hundred million dollars. But now you know, what I want to yeah. do, now what I want to do is I want to know, on each single trip, if you're collecting between 75 cents and a dollar fifty on each mm -hmm. each single delivery, each single rideshare trip, this includes rideshare. That was a rideshare receipt. And clearly it says the rider is paying this to Uber, mm -hmm. and you are not supposed to get any part of this until you drive enough and maybe you and know, then maybe you get and maybe you get some of it, a percentage of it, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, so where is the beef? Where's the money? Because they could be pocketing this money. Look, the other thing is, all this money that's sitting there, they've been earning interest. And because of a technicality between the treasurer's office and them, mm -hmm. they did not pay the drivers all these hundreds of millions of dollars, right, for mm -hmm. a year and a half. Well, they're earning money. They basically also got an interest-free loan. So we could continue pushing. <laughs> you know what? It sounds like taxes. Let's yeah, not get canceled, I mean, though. But you know what I'm saying? You know, we pay the taxes and the government uses it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then they give us back. What, it's 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 very similar. It's like a like a siphon of like this funneling yeah. of money. And you don't know what's really going out and how much they got and how much you're going to get. You're kind of just waiting to get something. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. But but on the other hand, Pedro, if it was if the shoe was on the other foot. Right. And we were holding their money for a year yeah. and a half. Do you yeah. think they would have asked for interest? No, they would have deactivated us or something like yeah. that. Well, no, but I'm saying if it was the other way around, <laughs> yeah, they would no, have asked they, for interest. So now absolutely. I'm actually going, you know, why don't we just start a class action, ask for all the interest on the money that mm. they're paying us? I mean, I mm. think it's going to be a few hundred more million dollars. So to me, wow. I am totally, you know, for transparency, for gig worker rights. But this proves one thing and one thing only. If you educate yourself, if you read a lot, if you dig a lot, you're going to run into it. Don't think these companies are all what you guys make it out to be. This algorithm, that algorithm, oh, they're so smart. They're not... No, man, two schmucks in L.A. figure this out and look what <laughs> happens. Okay, come on now. No, I right? think that's a good point. I think you, you have to be willing to ask the right questions, open the right doors, make the right tweet, pick up the phone. You know, I do want to add, I do want to bring something up. Um, cause I know you're not somebody that holds back. Right. And, and <laughs> I saw the interview with you and Harry, 
right? And yeah. I saw the little, for those of you who don't know, uh, Minnesota, I think this could be a good little segue. I do want to get your, I want to get your thoughts on this and the oh, chat definitely. as well, okay? So whoever got money, so, sorry, hold on. Whoever got money, you can email me, say, you know, Sergio, I got this, Sergio, I got that, because we're trying to create a list. Mm -hmm. My email is Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Um, even if you got 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks, yeah, 500 bucks. Enough. I saw already a couple of people with a few, five, four, five, six hundred bucks. I'm like, you know, send me the send me the email. And, you know, we're collecting, you know, data because there is next leg for this um, to continue this little, you know, battle that we have. No, I like, yeah. I like that. Yeah, let reach out to Sergio. He's very communicative with uh, the, yeah, I'll respond the to every community, video. man, especially out in Cali. I, I saw it firsthand at Curbivore, the guys that were coming out and seeing you and like, it was it was really awesome, but okay. So Minnesota, yeah. governor strikes down the proposal, but yeah. and I I see I I want to bring it up because I think it's it's fascinating to me. I don't watch a lot of YouTube channels anymore, but your guys' show me the money club is one I do watch just about yeah. every week. I watch yeah. the little clips, you know, because I like to keep up with that side, right? Because I got the food delivery side and the yeah. other stuff. So, anyways, okay. So I see you and Sergio going, uh, you and a Harry going back back and forth. Yeah. He put up a little short. He's like, well, Sergio, I don't know. I, it's just going to affect long the oversaturation and this and that. And I think both of you guys, in my opinion, actually made really valid points. Okay. Right. I don't, I didn't see like a clear winner. I, I, but I think both of you guys made good points, but I, I thought it was funny that he didn't read some of the bills. So I thought it was really smart of you to kind of yeah. dig on that. Anyways, yeah. I'm bringing this up and I want you guys to watch it. If you go to the rideshare guy, it was a video just from the other day. They, it's like a 20 minute video. It's really good. Okay. Sergio and, and Harry, but what is your, when you hear Harry say, right, and I got to be honest, some of it I understand, like his, the point he makes about oversaturation and, you know, the long-term effects of this and, you know, maybe chopping down the market and passengers might not, you know, they're getting overcharged or what would it do yeah. for future drivers? I, I kind of get some of that. Yeah. What are your thoughts to like that? Like, are we, are we, are we trying to get a short-term win that might affect us long-term or do we need the things like in Minnesota and Colorado? And do you know what I'm saying? Like, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, look, there is a push around the country in many different states. There is one coming up in Illinois. Mm -hmm. There's one coming up in Nevada. Basically, that's going to strip Uber of their, um, you know, rights acting outside um, of the transportation laws in those states and make him equal to buses and cabs and things like that. Right. But they're fighting on it. In Minnesota, it came down to the to the veto because both um, houses in Minnesota had passed. And um, yes, there will be a rideshare job. Absolutely. Um, don't worry about any autonomous vehicles. Those things are not as smart. Now, as you five, five years from now, I definitely believe it will be. Now, do I think 50 years from now? I think it will oh, 50, be. Yeah, well, we'll be all dead. It'll be. Yeah, well, but no, <laughs> but, you know. It'll be significant, yeah. like it'll be basically non-existent, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe even it could be thirty, but yeah, in five yeah. years, I think I think we're pretty so, much in the same. Spot. You know, going back, you know, Harry is my little troll on on the rideshare guy. Right? Oh, listen, so, he he got he he was trying to come at you. Yeah, yeah, you know, he said a few things. I was like, damn, did he really just say that? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. And then we, we, you know, we go at it, we go at it, and you know what? To his credit, though, right. Because yeah. most people would go like, oh, he's your boss. You shouldn't say this. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to hold back. I'm no, no, no. I think you guys have a really, it's 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 actually really good because it's it's respectful enough and you're both educated in your own way, right? So I think it's it's, yeah. it's actually the way it should be. It's not, you yeah. know, it's no, positive. No, he made some points. Look, he made some points that were, <laughs> he did. to a point is valid. But 
he was arguing something about a law that he hadn't even read, right? Well, guess yeah. what? I read every single page of that law too, okay? Right. And I figured out that there was a clause in there that the drivers did not take out at the last minute, which was they did not give up their rights for collective bargaining and unionization. And Uber doesn't like that. Look, we have only a single model in the whole country, okay, that has been working um, with the same almost... You know, the Minnesota bill was almost the, the carbon copy of the Washington State Seattle bill. OK, carbon copy, lower rates, of course, but um, it was a carbon copy. The only difference is the drivers in Seattle gave up their rights to unionize and gave up their rights for collective bargaining. And they said, we're going to stay independent contractors. Mm -hmm. And Uber agreed to $1.50 a mile and 64 cents a minute rates just on the 64 cents that's 40 bucks an hour okay? that's crazy it's guess crazy. what acceptance rates are uh, over the last 18 months in seattle and washington state 93 percent. why would i decline a trip when i'm getting paid that kind of money right it, it, at that point it doesn't yeah it's the money right? you're, money. you're yeah. super profitable every now the other thing they got is they got 80 percent of employee rights by staying independent contractors the only reason that happened is because they gave Uber the rights to tell them, okay, you're never going to be my employee. They accepted that. Yeah. And they got all these rights and highest rates. Now, Harry's to Harry's point, you know, I actually invited all the Uber execs and they will not come on the show, right? And I do it continuously, especially their PR people. You know, if you're watching, you know, uh, Mr. Goldstein and Mr. Gold, you know, you're welcome to come on and we'll talk about it. <laughs> is this, show me the numbers. Once they raised the rates in Seattle over the last 18 months, what was the effect on ridership? Has demand collapsed? No, it hasn't. It has actually exactly the same, stayed the same. So in Minnesota, when they said rates are going to double, you may become an employee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you may lose your flexibility, which is the same playbook that they use. In yeah, they were being... Uh, exa they're exaggerating for effect. Yeah, right? of course. That's how I look at it. Rates were not going to double. The only thing that they did not do is that they um, didn't get the rights for, or didn't get the rights from the drivers mm -hmm. for them to stay independent contractors. If they had, so, and, and that's where they failed, right? Yeah, I think that that's that, where they failed. That's where that's the bill where failed. failed. Yeah, that's where the bill failed, and Uber said we're really going to pull out, or we're just going to basic look. Uber has an app. Lyft has an app. DoorDash has an app. Like we know Top Dasher, right? It's almost like mm -hmm. scheduling and things like that. You're almost acting like an employee anyway. You have sure. to have this kind of acceptance on, rate to drive here, levels, blah, 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 right? Sure. So yeah. Uber can do that easily through the app. They're not going to accept everybody to drive. Maybe they're going to allow, you know, a thousand people between, you know, uh, 8 and 9 a.m. in this neighborhood to drive, right? And you have to schedule. You have to, you know, get a, get a shift for yourself. And they could do all kinds of things. They own the app. You know, you, you can't just cry foul. But, you know, now there is a commission, you know, we need another commission, like we need another hole in the head. And, and they said, oh, we're going to talk and we're going to figure this out and whatever. You know, this was their chance. You know, they failed passing it and they watered the bill down. They really gave up quite a bit, Pedro. I mean, a ton of stuff they gave up from the first version of the bill to what it passed mm -hmm. was like night and day and still couldn't do it. You know, these two battles drivers lost, right? The transparency bill in Colorado a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. which was shot down by two Democrats. These are all Democratic bills, by the way, that were sponsored by Democratic senators. And shut down and by now, Democrats, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were Democrats, and and then the governor is a Democrat in in Minnesota, and he, yeah. um, you know, it was his first veto in five five sessions. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, and a I lot of people. I mean, I saw I saw a lot of people really impassioned by that, basically saying he's in the Uber's pockets and all this stuff. And I, Look, I don't man, know, they say the same thing know. for Harry. <laughs> they say the same thing. But at the end of the day, if the bill wasn't done a hundred percent, and I think when you're passing laws. All the I's and the T's should be crossed. That's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if, so if it got turned down, but it wasn't done correctly, isn't yeah. some would say that's a, a good thing then, right? Well, like, yeah, yes, and no, but I think I think what you know, if we can go back to the debate or whatever you want to call it that Harry mm -hmm. and I did for a few minutes there was that you know, he didn't believe he agreed that they were, you know, they they weren't gonna pull out, right? That's the that's the you know, three-year-old going to the corner and crying. So he didn't believe also that oversaturation would be an issue because it was such a lucrative thing, right? Everybody could, would quit their minimum wage jobs and become Uber and Lyft drivers, right? That's that's not going to happen. No, you got to have a car. You got There's other things you need to there's have. There's many things that go into it. So oversaturation, yeah. market's already oversaturated. I don't think you know, because of macroeconomic conditions, people's W-2s are not enough. They're out there doing yeah. driving a little part-time here and there making a couple there's of more. There's, more, there's no, more people right now delivering shopping or doing ride share yeah. than ever before absolutely absolutely yeah because it's the various it's reasons the economy yeah, yeah economy. The economy. people people so, you know because inflation is rose rent rent being the most important but then also rent with the food prices people now yeah. that had a job that maybe they were making 40 or 50 grand a year and they're yeah. have a family or two household incomes they're bringing in 100k well that 100k does not stretch the way it did in 20 nope. in 19 in 2019 2020 well i mean you know i i studied quite a bit of the stuff if you look at uh, average income in the united states adjusted to inflation has actually been go going down for the last seven eight years okay yeah. so you know you have to make more money to just people keep have to instead of, instead of taking a saturday afternoon off they go out for doordash for four hours to make 100 bucks exactly and, and that is the average person or they do ride share on a sunday night yeah right if there's a concert or a ball game, they'll go out for a couple hours, make 80 bucks. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, they feel good. I made $40 an hour. I just drove people around yeah. in my Uber. No, car. I mean, you know, times are tough, man. Look, times are tough. Um, the other the other thing with the Minnesota bill was that, you know, when Harry said, oh, prices are going to double, you know, look, there is obviously price elasticity when it comes to ride share or food delivery. We all know that, which is the higher the fares go, the higher the delivery fees go, you know, the less demand is going to be. I get that. But the only thing, what I want to do is I want to have a really civil debate or discussion with Uber executives telling me, because there is only one place I can compare this to, which the laws in Washington State and Seattle have been in effect for 18 months. I think that's enough of a sample size you have. It's not 18 days, 18 months. You have a demand curve destruction or what happened to demand in Washington State. The prices clearly went up on the passenger side. One thing right. that Uber and Lyft and all these other companies also are not don't talk about when they oppose all of these bills right is this this is a fact i collect i gather my data from a source called yipit data you, you all are welcome to do it it costs me 700 bucks a month every single month to gather all the information through all 700 dollars a month a month yeah oh that's crazy yeah but that's because i use it for when i do consulting for hedge funds okay and got it, got and it. Okay, like okay, okay, i need okay. to i need to have live data right okay According to Yipit data, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Grubhub, all of them have raised rates on the consumer to the tune of 30 to 50% since 2019. 
This is the only time they were going to share the wealth with the drivers. And they said, no, boo, hoo, 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 hoo. So let's do this. Since 2019, they have raised the rates on their own, 30 to 50% on average rideshare trip. Because I'm a consumer on all these apps, by the way, as well as a driver. Mm -hmm. So when I used to take a 10-mile trip and pay 10 bucks, that same trip in LA now is 20 bucks three years later. Yep. Yep. Right? Well, driver is not getting that extra 10. The companies are. Because their take rates keep going higher and higher and higher, right? So to me, if you are able to charge 50, 60, 70% more for a ride in certain trips. And last quarter, Uber did the most trips ever in their history. 2.1 billion trips, individual trips they did in three months. They were doing 1 million rides per hour, 24-7, Well, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, when I hear something like that, I feel like a lot of people now don't drive for various reasons. Kids don't drive. That's why Uber has an Uber teen, which is a whole nother thing. But I feel like people don't have cars. They can't keep up with a car payment, whatever. Yeah. So people have to use the the apps more. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, Just based off those, you know, those but, few. But what examples. I'm trying to say is that, you know, isn't that like kind of, you know, uh, their the argument of if we raise fares, demand is going to go down. It's just that argument falls on its face mm -hmm. because you've been raising rates since 2019 to the tune of 30 to 60 percent nationwide. But, anyway. but the demand's gone up. And demand is at an all time high. So yeah. don't come to me and cry. Oh, in Minnesota, rates are going to go up. People are not going to use Ubers. Oh, demand is going to get crushed. You're going to lose your flexibility. I call it bullshit to all of that. Mm -hmm. Bring me the data. I'm a reasonable person. Show me the Seattle data. Show me the Washington State data. Let's see how badly demand got crushed when rates doubled there. It didn't. Yeah. Nothing happened. So to me, you know, all these arguments, when they come up with it, it's the same playbook, scare tactics. The biggest thing they have, Pedro, is their power. Their power to push all these you know, notifications within the driver app and the passenger app. To the passenger, they push notifications saying, oh, your rates are going to double. And then simultaneously to the drivers, they push, oh, you're going to lose your flexibility and freedom, right? If I had an app like that, that I could push, you know, <laughs> notifications to all the drivers, man, I would bankrupt Uber in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Because I would tell them, turn all your apps off for an hour. Let's see what happens, right? So to me, I, I think all that stuff in Minnesota came down to that one single clause in the bill, which was the drivers became a little greedy. They didn't give up their rights to unionize and collective bargaining. And the governor said, nope, that's not going to happen. Although Minnesota is a very union friendly state, which to me kind of goes, you know, I don't know. But I think I've spoken to both, by the way, you know, Senator Fatah and Stephanie Vigil in Colorado. Mm -hmm. The sponsors of the bill, I've spoken to both, and they said, we're going to come back, you know, with, with the better version, and, and you know, hopefully we're going to get to guide them a little bit in what they need to do so we can pass these bills. And these are all good bills. I don't think, I don't think they're going to hurt flexibility. I don't think they're going to hurt freedom. And everybody, you know, in, in Washington State, they have created a win-win-win situation. The passengers are taking the trips. They're not quitting taking rideshare. The drivers are making really good money. They have a lot of rights, healthcare, paid time off, sick leave, all that good stuff. And Uber is also making money. Uber is making 50% of a bigger pot now because they're charging more. So it's a win-win-win situation. And I'm not saying Seattle or Washington State model could be duplicated in every state because every state has different cost of living, you know, adjustments and things like that, right? right. So Seattle, right? Seattle is a very expensive city. But you know, a little bit less of a version may work in Minnesota. A little bit less of a version may work in, you know, Arkansas. I don't know. But what I'm saying is that, you know, when there when there is there's a push now, you know, and I'm going to do everything in my power to, if it's a reasonable bill, 
I'm going to be for it. And I want everybody in their states to go talk to their legislature and read the law, man. Read the law. Just like we read Prop 22 and getting shit ton of money to people, right? Just read. Educate yourself. If you're for the bill, go support, you know, talk to your legislature. Sure. Right? Well, and that's yeah. like, you know, we should be we should be voting. We should be knowledgeable about Absolutely. what's going on locally, Absolutely. whether it's your local, your council person, your alderman, your older woman. Like, you know, these, these things are important because if you don't, Right. Then you can just have an opinion, but you can't really, you know, be too. You, you can't if you don't make yourself knowledgeable and choose to vote and, and have your voice heard, you can't really say much. Right no. now, I am I am to the point of I still believe like too much legislation and government intervention could be a negative. But that's yeah. just me. Right. I'm but, not a huge fan of the government, bro. <laughs> Trust yeah, me. No, I'm not, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying you are. No, I'm but not, like for I'm, me, I'm, all I'm saying is. At some point, though, right? I'm a capitalist. I was on Wall Street for 20 years. Yeah. I, I wish, I always say, I wish I was the one that figured out Uber. <laughs> I'm always like that guy, right? But at some point, fairness has to come into play. When I yeah. see your chat, I, I you're see talking you wanna, about dollar, you know. You want to hold, you want to hold the company accountable. When I, we, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I, I get when I, when I have these conversations with you. It's like, hey, show me the money, right? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Show me, I mean, where's, like I want to see how the bacon's being cooked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like show Sergio the wants to show be me the money behind you the know, scenes. I, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like, but when when you know I do enough deliveries now, you know when my add-ons in LA are buck fifty on Uber Eats and DoorDash. Yeah, it's crazy. I go well. This has to end. I mean, I start my car. It's buck fifty right there. Yeah. So like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Right. So yeah. to me, it's like. It has the knife has hit the bone now. Okay, you're stabbing me enough. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like hitting the bone. It can't go anywhere. It's like, what am I yeah. gonna do for? Although, you know, all us cherry pickers <laughs> are looking like idiots now because all the guys that were picking up, you know, two dollar five mile orders are swimming in cash with the California. Well, yeah, I mean, but I'll say this. You know, let's say you're somebody that was doing those two three dollars going five six miles. Now you just got a thousand bucks, which is nice. Yeah. But over the course of that time frame. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't. You see what I'm saying? Because they oh, yeah, still yeah. sacrifice the money then to maybe get something now, whereas you yeah. were you were taking good runs and you made more money, oh, way absolutely. more profitable then. So. Is there. You know, my yeah. spreadsheet is there. You can yeah. share it with whoever you want. I have nothing to hide. And and to me, the important thing is, um, you know, people don't know. Like the consumer does not know that they are paying for driver benefits in California. That's a big thing. So more than educating now the drivers, we need to start educating the consumer a little bit, saying that, by the way, you know, you're paying through the nose. And yeah, some- listen, I, I just want the consumer to leave me a damn tip. That's all I really yeah, want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and or if, I'm, or if I'm doing ride share, I don't want them to do something stupid in my backseat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I 100% <laughs> agree. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, ride share, you can still make okay money, right? I mean, I say this and a lot of people get mad at me. Delivery has absolutely become. Okay, base pay is so horrible that delivery has become working for tips. You know, I get these guys next to the freeway now. I work for food, you know. Yeah. And then you you just got to hold up as I work for tips. That's it. If it was no tip, you know, I I don't think delivery is worth it. You know, now it may be worth it in New York City if you're on an e-bike or a scooter, you know, all that stuff. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But in LA, that's spread out wide, or California mostly spread out wide. A lot, lot more miles driven. A lot more miles, a lot more time play. on the highway with the traffic or whatever. Yeah, so. exactly. So to me, it's like, hey, uh, it, this best base pay has gone down low enough. Come on. Now. Yeah. I don't care how many bells and whistles you pin, you know, you, 
you you uh, go about oh you know diamond zone you know by the way we're gonna talk about another three hours about that you know oh uh, yeah oh, listen the, I've, the, I've the been mental, getting beat up for the last two months about diamond zone but it's yeah fine. the mental <laughs> bs that they put people through you know what i'm saying so yeah. to me thanks right sure hustle let me read this comment real quick uh, i might have to come on i moved to california in november i can understand how you are making 30 plus average on rideshare out here please explain i'm an la driver say they make 1440 hours damn yeah, those are the guys damn, those are the guys you know 1440 hours is 30 bucks right there buddy yeah. 30, actually more than that 35 yeah. bucks how do you make it well uh rideshare hustler i'll answer your question real quick uh on our channel we always talk about the three p's i added a fourth p p is in paul fourth p to it the first p for a rideshare driver is going to be patient okay but actually i have applied all those four p's to my delivery now which is exactly the same First one is patience. Second one is position. You need to get to where the surge is before the surge happens. You need to study the surge maps. You need to position yourself correctly. The trip you're on is the least important trip for you. Where it's taking you is the yeah. most important thing. That's yep. two. That's the second P. Third P is planning. If you're living outside LA, look, LA is a, as big as it is, is, it is small. It's from Santa Monica to downtown to Hollywood to Inglewood, which is LAX, okay? That if you're in that hot zone, you're going to make good money. But then Uber is going to throw you or Lyft is going to throw you trips that take you out of the zone. Or you may be living 30 miles out of the zone like me. I live 30 miles outside LAX. Well, what do I do? I go look at reserve trips. I go look at scheduled trips on Lyft. Okay. Those are the best trips you can get. And all you're going to get paid to go into the hot zone. Then you can work. Right. You can yep. make money. So there. And then my fourth P that I added now is profitability. You have to really make sure that you're profitable and do, you know, profit and loss analysis like I do with each shift yep. of mine. Yeah, and you got to You got to crunch those numbers at the end of the week and then say, OK, how where did I make a mistake? Like, I, I thought I had a good day. But actually, it looks like I didn't have as great of a day or you have to crunch those numbers because, you know, even the hustler saying a driver made fourteen hundred bucks. He didn't make fourteen hundred. He didn't he, make fourteen hundred. He didn't make fourteen hundred because you know he had to hit some expenses and other things. So you have he to really dissect it yeah. all the way down. Yeah. Um, because I can go out and maybe make five. I only made five hundred bucks this week on DoorDash, but right. I didn't work that much, right? Yeah. But I didn't make five hundred because I had cost. I had fuel costs. Yeah, you right? gross. No, you gross fourteen hundred. That's what you know. Make should yeah. be you know eliminated from gig worker dictionary. You yeah. didn't make anything. Yeah. You grossed, you grossed fourteen hundred. Yeah, and then once you took look, even if your expenses are four hundred out of that fourteen hundred, and the guy worked forty hours, that's twenty five bucks net. I yeah. think that's a lot more than minimum wage in Cal. You know, in LA, no, it, 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 it is. So it is. the yeah. thing that I want to preface, Pedro, is that you know the other thing is I think the gig workers' expectations are too high. Okay, I mean, you know, sorry, you may get guys get mad at me on this one. What are you guys comparing yourselves to? What? Mm -hmm. Right. You're you're driving A to B, picking up food here, dropping off there. I mean, look, it's better than digging ditches, man. And people who dig ditches are not making 20 bucks an hour. I, I, I couldn't so agree with you more. Stop I complaining about, oh, like, this yeah. is the, I'm like, hey, this is the game you're in. OK, yeah. now it's better than most things. Right. And right here may be a little bit more difficult because you're dealing with people. But when you're delivering it food, is. It is. if you're patient enough, you're multi-apping, I think you could make a lot more money than. Go on flipping burgers somewhere. I mean, no, that's you, it. That's you, a fact. you can. And I think for me, um, I think we have to remember this is entry level work. Right. And Absolutely. a lot of people don't like when I say that, but it's the truth. And I it's do true. it. So I can say that I'm not preaching on a high horse. I, I delivered food as recent as Friday. Right. So 
we have to understand that this is a, this is the type of work that is mostly done by people in a very short amount of time, whether a couple yeah. of months, a week or two, and for very four to 10 hours a week, especially yeah. with the food delivery apps. Rideshare is a little bit different, but Absolutely. you know, we have to understand the kind of work we're doing and how they view us. And, you know, I, I always, I, I do not recommend this job full-time. I've been kind of talking about that a lot. I think part-time is the way to go. And then having yeah. another form of income is more sustainable long-term. Um, for various reasons, because if anything, your pay is going to go down each year or Absolutely. stay the same. So let's yeah. say it stays the same, but inflation goes up, you're losing. Yeah. Right. So we, it's not going to be sustainable. I think I'm always trying to tell my viewers and subscribers and the people that watch like, Hey, what's the next thing? What do you, what are we working on here? Like, yeah. what's the next I thing? Mean, so you can actually level up some income, you know, you know, you can compare this to, let's say, you know, on the last miles delivery side, right. Package delivery, Walmart, spark this and that too, you know, UPS driver, FedEx driver, right. Mm -hmm. But they're employees They have benefits They have, you know, other things and yeah. they make 25 yeah. bucks an hour driving somebody else's truck. They're not driving theirs, yep. but you know, they work hard, but they make good money. If you have seniority, things like that. Yeah. You know, you have to add those benefits to health insurance part, all this other part. You know, I'm kind of, yeah. you know, when I first started in 2015, rideshare was absolutely amazing. Like oh, I would yeah. drive literally 40 hours with shits and giggles. I would literally three grand to 3,500 every single week. week those are, well, those are good old days, man. Good yeah. old days. But yeah. What has happened is that now what you just said is what the gig economy is for now. It's yeah. an absolutely amazing, perfect side hustle. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah. And 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 if you're going to do it full time and you can't you're not employable, you cannot do anything else like immigrants. And a lot of people are doing this and not knowing. Mm -hmm. And now they're getting all this money in California. You know, they don't even know where it's going to be. Actually, and I got I got a, a lot of immigrants do this work. And that's a, a lot, especially Absolutely. in, in St. Louis. I mean, we're not a super diverse city, but where I live, there's pockets of it. Yeah. And oh, yeah, people from West Africa, people from Asia. Hispanics and you know, Absolutely. I have no problem with it. Uh, yeah. For me, I want people to make money, but it's definitely yeah. when you have that and yeah. you have somebody that English is a second language, yeah. the the barrier to entry is going to be low, but also they're not going to know sometimes, yeah. right? They're not going to know that they don't have to do this or have, don't have yeah. to do that. And the companies know that and they prey on that a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, they, they exploit. I mean, look, yeah. there, there is certain validity to that, that they exploit. And look, if you go to Miami or Florida, you know, a lot of Haitians are driving, you know, Ubers yep. and Lyfts and rental cars on top of that. And but they work hard. They work 50, 60, 70 hours oh, and yeah. send, send a few oh, hundred yeah. bucks back home. Look, everybody's reason is different to drive. But from the evolution of the gig economy is such that, you know, it was a great, great, actually almost a full time job. I mean, seriously, 40 hours driving people around, talking to people, making, you know, grossing three grand. I mean, there's oh, yeah. nothing wrong with that. You can't complain. And then about now, yeah. now it's for me, it's like. I still am active on seven, eight different apps because I want to write about it. What I write about it, you know, mm -hmm. I want to get my hands dirty before I say something and that like some other channels do. They just say stuff. And I'm like, that's not even fact. You got to have but, your hands dirty. You have yeah, to, you, you have get to know, you have to have your hands dirty. You know, you yeah. got, and then that's what I do. And I go out 10, 20 hours a week, you know, like this last week, actually, I did 35 lift trips, right? They had shown me the money. They gave me a guarantee in seven hours. I grossed 550 bucks. Because of the guarantee, I did all short trips and took their money. I'm sure they lost their ass on that. But when they show me the money, I'm no fool. I'm on a drive. <laughs> and when they don't show me the money, is the time that my car stays in the garage. Okay, but I'll go do food <laughs> delivery then. I'll go do some other yeah. stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. I enjoy myself. So yeah, but it has no, become I, a perfect mind helpful. Yeah, no, I, I and I still, I, I think for me, it's 
the best side hustle to start initially because then there's some things you can learn about running your PL, running your business, time management, looking at your numbers, and then that could fold into other ways of making money. So I think it's a really good segue into becoming a small business owner or if you have Absolutely. other dreams and ambitions. And then what's great about it is obviously, you know, everybody knows this, it's here, right? You do it whenever the fuck you want to do it. So Absolutely. if I don't want to work tomorrow, yeah, I, I built it to where I don't have to work, but I, I can go work and make a, make a quick hundred bucks and not really... It's not Absolutely. a big deal. It's not hard. And that hundred can float me for whatever bill I want to pay or gas for the week or whatever it is. Right. Absolutely. And that's what I like about it. And if I, if Absolutely. something happens and I need a thousand bucks, I just go hustle for a week and I make a thousand bucks. cash. Absolutely. It's, it's, Absolutely. A, it's a great, and, it's a great thing to do. I, I still, and, you know, I, that. that's one thing. Look, is the gig economy all bad? Hell no. It's great. No, right? it's not. And then, it's mostly really good. Fix? I think. Yeah. Are there things to fix? Absolutely. But, you know, this is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. I don't want any of these companies to go under or away. Okay. It's not my goal, but somebody's got to hold their feet to the fire. And, yeah, yeah, you know, well, look, I, I, I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking for transparency. I mean, you know, the consumer is yeah. paying for each delivery and ride share trip in California. Where's this money? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the accounting on this money? <laughs> it's yeah. not that. I mean, you guys run all these, you know, algos. I mean, somebody is keeping track of all this, you know, money yeah. coming in, money going out. How many yeah. drivers are benefiting from Prop 22? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to me, there is ways to do this. And a balanced way, I think, is the best way. And I know I yeah. follow you religiously, obviously, and you're doing it a very balanced way. You know? And and to me, as a, you know, I'm not going to call myself a content creator or whatever. Like, I really like what I'm doing. And I like reading. And I like math. And I just mm -hmm. got to make sense of things. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. a lot of drivers I get too emotional about this. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm like, don't, don't get all fired up, bro. It's all yeah. good, you know, yeah. and, and don't compare yourself to a quarter at Google that you make $100,000. Can you make 100000 in the gig economy a year? Hell yeah, I think. It's gonna, but it's going to be really hard. It's going to be you know, hard. It's going to be hard. Be 70, 80 hours Yes, away. you could do it. And, and, and I've seen even some content creators do it. But I would also say, how long can you sustain that? Right. It's yeah. different than making 100 grand as a salary at a job. Right. Because yeah. you do have some time and maybe some PTO. I've seen yeah. some drivers are working seven days a week and it's like at some point you're going to hit a wall you know what i'm saying and yeah. you have to have a little bit of a balance and that balance is going to be different for everybody but for me find your sweet spot right find find where you can make that if you need to make a thousand bucks a week 4k a month right to pay your bills and to pay your taxes and put some aside for the rainy day right because none of us are most of us you know there's no 401k there's no profit sharing with these companies there's right? no health care there's none of them you have to do it yourself so if it's at 1000 i'll just use it as a baseline yeah. okay if you used to do it with all gig economy ride share food delivery a mix of whatever how can you do 700 a week and then 300 doing something else so you need exactly. to figure out a balance and you're going to be a lot less stressed out probably too at least Absolutely. i am and you, you know, know and then you're not going to hate these companies when they send you a two dollar exactly. cash order you know what i mean exactly. like, i go like, do I, um, letting go right now is not good, right? Okay, in my area, by the way, I don't know because I deliver in a upper middle class white suburban neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, my orders have died. <laughs> really, I'm not. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm like I would be on. Okay, so I'll give you an example. I was doing the Lyft trips this week, right? Mm -hmm. Both apps were on. Uber Eats was on, and I was doing Lyft rideshare at the same time. A little dirty apping never hurt anybody, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would pick up a passenger, drop a like half mile pickup, one mile drop off. And I'm always staying in this area with all these restaurants, right? So my app was on like 17 hours on both. I got like four Uber Eats pings, bro. 
That's I was crazy. like, holy crap, that's crazy. That's low. That's slow. I think for me in St. Louis, I've tried to deliver, and we're going to bring some people on. Me and Serge are going to wrap this up and bring some people up, so just hold tight. But I want to say this because you just reminded me. When I go to like Chesterfield and Ladue, nicer areas for food yeah. delivery, right? Or even rideshare, yeah. it's slower. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, I like the food delivery on the, the lower income kind of like yeah. everyday, you know, regular person struggle. Like those are the ones that actually have to yeah. order and tip. And those are the ones that don't have a car. So they need a ride to work. Like, yeah. so I like, you know, you're going to get some really good payouts in a richer yeah. area, more affluent. Yeah. But I like the middle class and below. For me, that's where the money's at, at least in St. Louis. And I've tried both. I've sat in Chesterfield. Uh, really nice area in St. Louis. I'll sit there for an hour. It won't go off one time. Yeah, man. I was like, I was like, I, I, is, is it on? Is it on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Re like, refresh, refresh, refresh. I was like, yeah. I go airplane mode, come back out. I go, is it on? I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, like, could, I could totally. I, mean, I still did four trips, by the way, while I was, you know, um, yeah. while I was doing right here, you know, I would just pause the other one, do, you know, do the delivery. So 550, I made about 90 bucks on Uber Eats while I was doing right here. So it was like, 650 bucks for like 17 hours online and i yeah. total active time was like maybe eight hours like 80 yeah, bucks an hour i go who the crazy. heck is gonna pay yeah. me 80 bucks an hour bro nobody nobody nobody, nobody. right so nobody. dark fire mcbe yes look man see that's a perfect example he's mm -hmm. doing right chair food is slow 23 dollars an hour which is benefiting me don't look at that hour that much you know figure out your costs figure out your expenses please and then come back to me with a number because $23 gross. If it's your net, if you already figured out all your expenses with a spreadsheet, great. If yeah. you haven't figured it's out, it's probably your 17. It could go down six bucks. Yeah, 17, probably. 18. You know, yeah. Which is yeah. about, you know, um, fair. Obviously, you know, there's risk involved in driving people. We need, we hear all the time now, you know, this guy got carjacked, this guy got murdered. This is what happened. That's what happened, you know, but you're taking these risks. So, but I'm sure you can incrementally improve that 23. Look, if you improve that 23 to 25, 26, right? Just to three, four bucks or two, three bucks an hour. That's if a big difference over, over the course of over, a year. Over a month, that's going to make a huge difference in your yeah. overall number. So don't look at it as like, oh, can I double 23 to 46? No, it's not going to happen. No. You just need to I, make, you know, you just, if, you, if you can add uh, five bucks an hour on average, it's $10,000 a year. It's, it's 10K huge. a year if you're doing 40 hours a week. So it's, huge. it's, it's yeah. good huge. money, so. Uh, Sergio, thanks, man. I always love having you on the show. I reached Thank out you, to man. Sergio just a couple of days ago and offered him to come on and we made it happen. I think this is knowledgeable information. I think we need to talk again in you know a few months. I know we're going to have, we got something coming up in Denver. We're getting Sergio out for that. That's going to be Hopefully. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we'll figure it maybe out. After we'll figure this, it out. Maybe after this, Harry will pay for it. <laughs> he should. But actually, you know, what's funny. I'm talking to Harry on Tuesday. So we're going to work okay. it out. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, okay. Um, I don't know anything about it. So, you know, put I'm a plug in. But, you know, Harry was very, very, I mean, I was like, I spoke to him on Friday. Yeah. He was like, man, this is amazing work, man. And he usually doesn't say that, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he's like, usually very, you know, cool. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. Yeah, you know, Harry. Right? So, <laughs> and, and, you know, Harry was like, man, this is amazing work. Yeah, and, we're gonna know, we're gonna ride that place, wave but... into the conversation I'll have with him on Tuesday, yeah. so it'll, it'll be. Well, cool. there is actually, you know, this is this is perfect for your channel. I may have to come on again because another, I wouldn't call it as big a bomb as this one, mm -hmm. but a pretty big one. I, I, you know, this was like a nuclear bomb. That one's gonna be like a bunch of TNT put together. Okay. That's also on LA Times with Shuhana Hussein who took on that task. Um, it's about a delivery company. <laughs> 
we'll, right we'll talk offline about it. Maybe we'll do it. It's show. about delivery yeah. company and, and what they're doing. And, you know, we busted him on that one, too. So mm -hmm. she's doing that article. I think it should come out this week. Sometime. I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to it. And I'll be watching and seeing what's going on. And, um, yeah, we'll. And we'll, we'll we'll talk soon, my friend. I well, appreciate you uh, coming on. You know, I know it's your channel, but you know, if we can plug Show Me the Money Tuesday, Brian Merchant is gonna be on the author of the LA Times article. That's this coming Tuesday, right? This coming Tuesday. We're gonna have all our screenshots showing all the proof, evidence, whatever that we have, how we got to this. But I explained to Pedro and you guys anyway. Um, and Pablo is gonna be on. So nice. we're all gonna talk and see where we're going, how we got here, and where we're gonna go. And and I think you know, look, having a journalist or major journalist or a bunch of them on your side is a huge, huge thing. Okay. It's a big, it's a big help. It's a big yeah. thing because you know what they do? I have enough of a voice. Pedro has enough of a voice, right? But our community is small compared to the overall picture. Yeah. But when they amplify your voice like that, then it's like, like I got Well, like, I think we could do so much of the sledding ourselves, right? Yeah. But we, when you have the backing of people that have the ears and eyes of, millions that that allows that sledding to become a lot easier we can only do so much carry the load right so i think it's i think that's very valuable to have those connections and it puts yeah. the pressure on yeah. whoever you're trying to get information from because yeah. then there's a little credibility oh the la times oh now yeah. i don't have to deal with just the writer guy or pedro doordash and jaga who the fuck yeah. are those guys it's the la times yeah. it's completely different well, they story, pay attention right? to it. what happens is that you know in the david versus goliath right we got a chip 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 we can't just shake to shoot them down at once right yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's a true. little chip at a time and yeah and you know what the, the the important thing is keep the pressure on keep him honest man you know i i think they are doing trying to do what we're trying to do make money period <laughs> And you can't blame the companies, you know. I mean, call me and shill or whatever you want to call me. But this, if I was them, I wouldn't be doing anything different. Okay, period. No, right? I, I hear you, man. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's funny you, is we you, we man. we have our roles in life and in the gig economy. Yeah, and, you know what makes yeah. it fun is that we can do these things and 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 dig, do a little reading and get some information. It's fun. It makes us feel. Like there's a sense of purpose within this work as well. I know I feel like Sergio feels that. You know when he when he sent I, me I that. Totally do. I, I don't have to do what I'm doing honestly. I, yeah. I don't need the money. Uh, right. And Harry is stingy. He doesn't pay me well anyway. But <laughs> but uh, but you know I I really think as a driver's advocate I think my heart's in the right place. And you know can you put that one last sorry Pedro I I want to leave one? but Which one? 2020 put up a comment with in capital letters. So oh, uh, okay to... Sergio you go ahead and read that. Go ahead. Okay, Sergio, your heart was in the right place. My heart's always in the right place, 2020. But you shot us all in the foot. Now, my email is Sergio at therightshareguy.com. We don't want to take too much of Pedro's live air. You can Sergio at therightshareguy.com. You can email me and explain yourself because we don't want to get into a back and forth here on somebody else's no, no. channel. 2020. I would love to explain that yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. He's known I'm for not dropping sure in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's known for dropping in some some colorful uh, comments. Oh, okay. Good. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thirdly, 2020. You know, that's like the ABC 2020 channel. Is that <laughs> go, go check them out, 2020. Go check yeah, them go out. check me out, yeah. Uh, Sergio, thanks, man. We'll talk soon, Thank and you. appreciate you for sending, spending your Sunday evening with us. Hope you all got some money. Enjoy the money. You know, and then if you guys see me in LA, maybe you know, buy me a burger or something. Like there you that. go, burger and fries and a, and a beverage. And a beverage, all, yeah. all the above. All right, brother, talk to you all later. Right. Man. Thank you, man. Thank you so all much. Right. All right, thank you, Sergio, for coming on. Uh, great talk, great talk, great talk. I knew it would be so. Appreciate all y'all. I see some people in the background.
I'm going to bring you guys up in a moment. Um, I want to get your perspective on the conversation. Um, if, if somebody has information or at once wants to talk about what happened in Minnesota and the Colorado bill and, you know, whatever else, we, we'll just kind of open it up, right? We'll open it up uh, to who we have waiting. Um, I want to give some shout outs to the people that have been watching hockey PNC, easy Raider, dad, dash 2020 sinful toaster. Um, George, Charlene, what's up, what's up, what's up? Edward Lee, always good to see you. I see Uber MVD, what's up, man? Tara, Teresa, what's up, what's up? Uh, let me see. Oh, it's like froze. Real talk tech, what? Dark Fire, oh, Dark Fire and Rideshare Hustler, thanks for the uh, super chats. I appreciate y'all so, so much. Before I bring the panel in, don't forget, uh, we do have the GigCon. I got that little logo right where, how do I point to it? I always hold on. Let me see. Right there. <laughs> 2023 GigCon uh, is coming August 4th and 5th. Uh, Denver, Colorado. That is a Friday is when the GigCon is. And Saturday, we have some special events planned. Um, it's going to be a, a town hall and scavenger hunt. We have a lot of things going on in those two days. Go check out the website. Um, if you can check my community page and various videos, I've been talking about it. We have a hotel and venue booked uh, that those links to that information will be available on Tuesday of this week on the website. So just know we have some great special guests, sponsors, speakers, vendors. Um, it's just going to be the gig event of the year. I don't know how else to say it. I'm very proud to be working with some great people to help bring that to you guys. So if you're in the especially if you're in the Colorado area, you want to definitely come to this. So we have a lot of information on that website. All right. So. Let's bring up the panel, see what we got. Uh, what time is it? 10.33. Shout out to the Miami Heat. I got a notification. They won by three points. And I thought they'd win. So I was actually right about something in the NBA. I thought they would win. I didn't watch the second half because I was live with you guys. But I'll be looking at the highlights later on. So, all right. So I see Judge Dre. I see Cowboy Courier, Uber MVD. And I see Darkfire MCBE. I'm going to bring all these gentlemen up at the same time. All right. What up, Dre? What up, Cowboy? Uber MVD and Dark Fire. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing all right. What's Did up, you miss what's me? Up, what's up? <laughs> uh, that's a loaded question, Dre. I don't know. It's a loaded question. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> Put it in the chat room if they miss me. No, listen, you always you always make the lives livelier. So I love that you're here. Um, I'll start with you first because I think Sergio was dropping some things, and I'm sure you were like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. So let me start oh. with you first, Judge Dre. What question do you want first? Because you know it's been a busy week. I, you know, you know, I got deactivated. I, I do. I, I want to <laughs> get your input first on um, some of the things Sergio was saying about. The companies and the money and all that kind of stuff. I want to get your perspective on that. First. Well, from a business point of view, of course. I mean, the people, you know, as me, as a, I'm a numbers guy. You know, I've always, no matter what company I've worked for, I always get promoted to management and all that, no matter where. Like, even people that when I'm not the manager, when I get work anywhere, they always ask for my advice. Because you know, I've managed a lot of people, properties, all that stuff. So I understand how a business works. A business works as this is, you know, with them, they're going to keep the rates as low as possible for a reason. Yeah. And because that's more money for them. It had nothing, all them doing the cuts and that, they're going to do whatever they can to squeeze everything out of you. And they don't realize, like a lot of things, uh, the, the drivers realize is 
at their point of view, they look at it as we don't give a damn how much the drivers get because they're just going to charge that to the customers. It doesn't hurt them at all. And, and humans are creatures of habit. DoorDash and these companies ain't going away. You know, like I said, I do work on houses just like the other day. I was working in a house the last three days, right, at a, uh, on another job. And this house was full of people. So I saw 10 DoorDash drivers come in, in three days. Some people multiple times a day. So I already know that, unfortunately, the people are going to continue to use it even if the rates go up. And I find it, and you always see, you, you just made a comment yourself. The poorer the people are, the more they're going to use it. Yes. Like, you notice, if you notice, your low-end customers haven't stopped using DoorDash and all that after after the prices are, has expanded. Your high-end customers have. Yes. But that goes to show what humans are. It's financial it's, literacy. Typically, when you right, don't have control, thank you. when you don't have control of your budget and stuff, you're just going to spend, spend, spend. When you control thank your you. budget and you see that inflation is something, you cut back on that DoorDash order, and you maybe only thank do it you. once a week. You know, thank you. That, so that, that, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, DoorDash knows who their customers are, and you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean people that have money don't order, and it also doesn't mean that people that don't have money order. But it's overall like that's how. The more the more the more wise and I'll say more budget confident friendly person will realize, hey, I'm going to cut back on that ten dollar order that which I'm going to pay ten more dollars to get it delivered just because that where the people who are not good, you know, it's kind of like that. You you know, you might have twelve hundred dollars worth of clothes on and fifty bucks in your bank account. Well, somebody that have fifty dollars in their bank, fifty dollars worth of clothes on and twelve hundred dollars in their bank account. Yeah. I told I told Madison, my girlfriend, I said, we got to spend 50 bucks less a week on eating out. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing for about the last three weeks, mm-hmm. because it's just we go out to eat too much. And she goes out one day and then I'm I'm going out. I'm like, what do mm-hmm. we just you look at the account? It's like, how many times we both went to Chick-fil-A today? That's a problem. Right. Oh, so we, you know, mm-hmm. you have to tighten the belt buckle for mm-hmm. long, long success mm-hmm. with your money. You have to make your money work for you when you're just spending, spending, spending. It, it's going to catch up. You know, well, the apps, the, the apps say this. This is what they try to say. They try to say every time they try to push anything for us that, oh, well, less customers are not going to order. Yeah, right. Very few. I mean, unfortunately, is DoorDash has taken this app thing to where they, especially with the Dash Pass, and that's where they're killing the driver. The Dash Pass, technically, that's killing the drivers. That's where all them $2 and all that garbage orders are really coming from because they got to force them numbers out of there. Because you know, it's already a set price that they've agreed to. So, yeah. you know, they got to make it back on your back. And unfortunately, with the rising rates of anything, you don't need to be doing anything under $2 a mile now because the de- wear and tear on your car alone, let alone if you get a ticket or don't be a minority to where you got to worry about D- DWB or anything like that, it's really going to screw. I don't, he, you know. The- he said DWB. That's funny. Well, it's a, it's you know what it is. Driving wild black. <laughs> I mean, Let me get. I want to. I want to get Cowboy Courier, Uber MVD, and Dark Fire. So, Cowboy Courier, what do you think about the combo with Sergio? And and did you learn anything? What's your opinion on it? What do, What do you think? Excuse me, man. I agree with one sentiment that you express very often that government be the ones to do all the fixing is I think going to be a bad idea because as soon as we set down a course of rules that these companies have to abide by 
Well, then they're going to find all the loopholes that they possibly can. And I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, yeah, we're, we're losing customers, you know, both to inflation, like you were saying, um, but we're also losing customers to a lot of shit dashers. You know, this strategy that DoorDash has had of just throwing as many dashers out there as they possibly can and lowering the the rates, you know, the the base pays by, you know, just like oversupply of drivers. It has been a terrible strategy. I don't know how much uh, time any of y'all spend hanging out on the, um, the DoorDash subreddits, but there every single day multiple posts will come up of people saying like, Hey, I use this service all the time. I always tip really well. And lately my drivers have just been shit and I'm, I'm not going to use the service anymore. They keep stealing my food. They keep, uh, you know, screwing me over, refusing to go upstairs and stuff, not following the, the instructions. Yeah. There's the language barrier thing in, in certain cases, but these customers that use DoorDash all the time, Oh, I think we lost. I think we lost Cowboy Curry. Are you are you there still? All right, Where let me go to. <laughs> yeah, let me let me let me get with Darkfire MCBE. What you? Hey, what'd well, you hey, actually, you guys, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh, peace out because I'm getting close to my destination. But it's good to see y'all for just a, a hot oh, minute man. here, and um, you guys have a great evening. Thank you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. What, All right, so I... let me go to Darkfire. Go ahead, Darkfire. What, what do you think, man? I think um, the the government should not be a part of anything, uh, first off. And then the losing customers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, f- I feel the customer because, but I, I get upset at the fact that I work hard door dashing and I don't see those $15, $20 orders and the bad dashers. Really? It, it pisses me off. Like they should get deactivated if they're doing that, mm-hmm. you know? But in my opinion, I think the government should not be a part of this, uh, a part of like us making money because in my opinion, a fixed rate really makes you less money compared to like, you know, making 20, 25, $30, wherever you are, you know, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. city, average $15 an hour for DoorDash, but mm-hmm. oh, well. I, I live in the suburbs, so I make more money there. Yeah. But in my opinion, from Sergio, I, I agree with him in the part where the company's trying to make money and we're trying to make money. And I, I think cutting back on money, I, I hate that. But I, I see what they're meaning in that. And, you know, I'm opening my mind to adapting as much as possible you know, multiple apps, like like you said. And I'm trying to do YouTube, but right now I, I can't do that. It's well, don't do much. it. Don't do it unless you have the time yeah. or that you or you yeah. want to. Right. Don't just yeah. do it to do it. Uh, let me get Uber MVD. What do you think, man? I, I know you've been here since the beginning of the show. Uh, what do you think about the conversation we had with Sergio? I feel like you knew about it already as far as what he was doing, but I want to get your perspective on what they did and, and what, what do you think is going to happen next? Huge win for California drivers, whether you're an ant or a cherry picker, 
or somewhere in the middle, which there have to be drivers in the middle, whether it's you just don't know any better or you just take what you get because the market you're in. But these companies are making billions of dollars. <laughs> and I'm not That's all insane. about government regulation, but I think there should be some government guidelines. This Seattle hybrid model thing that they got going on, those numbers should be transparent. Everyone should be able to see them, not just that state, every state. <clears throat> I'd like to see a hybrid model in any state that's willing to drivers band together and press a, a model forward through legislation. Because, listen, taxi rates in my city, I'm going to pull up either in like a 2023 Highlander or a 2016 Honda Accord. <laughs> and yeah, you're going to get a dingy ass taxi, not knowing what you're going to get, whether the person speaks any English or not, not to, you know, shame anyone. We have immigrants, you know, it's not about that, but you're paying $6 to get in and it's up to $2 and 40 cents a mile, depending on yeah. what city you're getting picked up. In. And I just feel like they are, they're taking advantage of the immigrant drivers, the people that have a, a language, um, you know, barrier, people that don't read the fine print, people that don't understand that basically these companies, their, 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 their business model is, you know, kind of predatory in my opinion. I definitely think there's predatory things within these apps. Right. And I think it's, it's obviously there because they've shown us that based, if you work this app, long enough you're going to see things that you can make you scratch your head right right um and i think in in what i've learned in the last month because i've been thinking about this legislation i made some videos and read some articles but i'm still not knowledgeable enough on it to have like a really defined opinion right but what i'm seeing is i feel like i don't want government stepping in because it just scares me long term i don't i just don't trust politicians i just don't right I don't they don't most of them and especially nowadays and even in the history, they don't give us there aren't enough that you could say you could really trust. Right. I think they have agendas and all that kind of stuff. But that's a whole nother conversation. Right. But I feel like there has to be some kind of accountability for the gig companies to where they can pay fairly. Or if it's not that, I think most of us, if we just had transparency on the pay, I think if we just had that in every state, most of us would shut up. We'd be fine, right? If we knew what the, what it was going to pay us, and they didn't hide information, they didn't hide our address, they didn't hide the payout. I think that would be a big win, right? So when we talk about like hybrid models and things like that, you talked about Seattle, and I, for me at least, Uber MVD, like I just want just show me everything. You know what I'm saying? Like show show us that. I think that that's fair, but I don't really want like a minimum type of guarantee pay because I feel like if we do that, if anything. It, it, it makes every driver skill level exactly the same. And I think one of the benefits of doing this kind of work is you can learn a little bit and become a little better than the next guy. And if you're a little bit better and you, you know, adapt and you're willing to use your skill or whatever, you can make more. And that's OK. You know, I don't think we should all be making the same amount because we're all different and we have different levels of skill and customer service. So that's where I'm at with that, if that makes any sense. No, I agree with you 100 percent that, um, you know, not every driver is performing the same, you know, service as the next driver. I think, you know, delivery is kind of like entry level, you know, then you start shopping, shopping orders. That's kind of like the next step up. Then maybe you start driving people. Yes, that's the next step up. Then you step into some of the luxury. Follow up with that. But I'm 100 percent with 
I'd like to see transparent, full transparency and fair pay for drivers. That's it. Like Chris said, well, show me the money club. I want my 100%, my acceptance rate to be 100%. And it would be if you guys were paying fairly. And they're they're charging the customer. Well, when. I don't I don't think, I don't, th I think there are drivers that have 100% acceptance rate on ride share or food delivery. But for me, I, even if they raised my pay and showed me everything, I still wouldn't have a hundred percent acceptance rate. Cause there are some areas I don't want to go in. Right. right. Some, some, some miles might be too many, depending on the time of the day. It could be towards the end of my shift and yeah, it might be paying good, but if it's taking me 40 miles West, I don't want to be out there. Right. So I feel like that hundred percent, like for me, it would never be a hundred percent. Right. But. It would never be doable for me either, but could yeah. you see with full transparency and fair pay, could yeah, you, you see your acceptance rate being sitting somewhere closer to maybe 75, 80%? Oh, mine's right now, I think it's 73. But yeah, it would be higher for sure because there are some trips that if it's showing me nine, but it's actually paying me 18. Then that, mm -hmm. that difference is a, that's information I should have, right? Well, that's well, in higher, my huge difference. In my area, this is a problem I'll say like this is. And like, remember, like, this, I ain't gonna lie. As being deactivated, I actually feel like a great weight has been lifted off my shoulders so now i can really speak freely but in my area they're blowing us up with orders that are like 30 cents a mile and That's i mean crazy. you would ridic and i'm like remember i remember i started sending you screenshots and you notice i keep and i'm like you would just get bombarded with and I'm like, how in the fucking world is DoorDash pushing this shit out like that? Where DoorDash just needs to take responsibility and say, look, this order's here. It's at like this. You got to pay X amount because we're not going to be able to deliver that. It's just really what it is. They, they need to put, as they put all this work into the so-called algorithm to do all this shit, they need to put in some work and say, well, look at it. Ain't nobody with, in a common sense right mind to take that over. We really need to tell you, hey, this is where you are, this is where you order, and this is where you order from. The rating on a restaurant, this is where it is, where it's going. Hey, we need X amount of dollars to make that order. If not, we just can't. Literally, that's what they really need to. They're worried about cutting the fat, but they still want to take every fucking order. Sometimes they're going to have to tell their customers, we can't deliver that order at that price. Right. What's your, what not, not to sidestep, but what's your acceptance rate, Dre? One door down. Oh, my acceptance rate at one time, but I added up to ninety something percent. I no, at one time, whenever, I was you 90, those, whenever you were seeing those thirty cent a mile oh, orders, oh, 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 I see. I saw, I saw them orders. Just give an example. I saw plenty of two dollar orders when I had over a ninety percent acceptance rate. Just like one of the things I did is before I took before I took on this deal, I went a month and a half where I did that grind where I took every order to get it up that high to see. And the only thing that I noticed now that we, you know, I'm permission to speak freely and like even my friends who have do, remember I got a couple of people in, in a little group. So that's how I'm getting all this information and we're correlating and seeing the only thing that we got is plenty of bullshit orders with contract violations. Like literally your contract violations are going through the fucking roof. But let me, let me say this straight. Don't you think that has more to do with the, the neighborhood you're delivering in than it does the app? Yeah, but if you if the app is sending you to these people and you want to accept everything and you're oh, trying to do yeah. exactly what it is, I mean, like literally, 
I mean, I'm delivering the trap houses. I'm like, and I'm like, literally, I, you call in door and tell them, hey, man, I'm letting you know this why this pick, you do everything right. And like, literally, like the last month and a half where I was doing that, I stayed minimum of two to three contract violations all the fucking time. And I ain't gonna lie. I would just, I could be able to tell about a restaurant up. Oh, contract violation coming five two or three days later boom that restaurant how'd i know well I, I think you said it you just said it it's a blessing in disguise it's good that you got deactivated it's a good um, thing you know it's a good thing and then a bad thing I, I, it was nice to turn it on to get the little 20 30 bucks there if i needed it you know it really focused me to focus but you know like i said i'm gonna go ahead now that i can be the face of the channel because a lot of people were in our group was mad that, that i showed my face on your platform you did because yeah, I was yeah. supposed to be. Remember, I told you I, I was supposed to come out with the channel on YouTube, I and I wasn't supposed to show my face, so they wouldn't know. But I said the good thing is now I show my face. Y'all keep we get all the information, and at least they don't, unless they tap your phones, which I hope they don't do that shit. They don't know who my other people are. We you know about that. Let me. I want to welcome in. Uh, I want to welcome in JP's gig corner. It looks like he's walking. I don't know what he's doing. He's at nighttime. JP, are you with us? Uh, you're muted. Yeah, JP, he's JP. doing a DoorDash delivery. Yeah. <laughs> JP, are you out? Are you out in the wild doing DoorDash deliveries right now? He is. Oh, he I'm not. Himself. Oh, you're not. Okay. okay. How you doing, JP? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. What do you got on your mind tonight? Now I'm out. I uh, I actually fell asleep for what I was supposed to be an hour nap, and it turned into three. So I'm okay. Getting, uh, <laughs> I, I'm out. I'm you. out walking off my very late dinner. So. There you go. But, Great. Uh, Love it. Get those steps yeah. in. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious, Dre, what uh, what did they deactivate you for? What was the reason well, they gave you? They, they said that supposedly they can't, they tell, they just said, at first they said, just give an example, oh, to show you how DoorDash got me too. They said, they said, said I was deactivated in the middle of an order. Uh, then I say, oh, no, it's a glitch. Just keep on. So I, I called them. They said, oh, no, it's a glitch, this, and the other. They gave me two more orders. So they got my thing up to like 50-something dollars and then took, kept all that money there because, you know, I got the dash card, and I, which I recommend all of you guys do because, now, no, it's a glitch. It's a glitch. No, 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 you are deactivated after you, you know, get some money in your uh, dash thing. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So they say suspicious activity. And I said, what is this? Well, we can uh, we can infer that a violation occurred. I said, well, what violation? They can't tell me. Well, so, do you have do you have like a, a news station there that uh, reports on consumer reports issues? Well, well, unfortunately, you know, if you read the TOS and the they can be technically it's like any time, any reason, any little, any little thing is technically a violation the way they have it written up. I mean, uh, if no, you, I if get you, it. I, I, yeah, I understand that. But the reason I'm asking is that I've read several stories this week of people who have gone to their local TV stations mm -hmm. and they've gotten uh, a, uh, they've gotten reactivated and mm -hmm. that's what the what the what the excuse was was suspicious activity um, well, well, well the, uh, basically I've, I've noticed that now two things i did in that week i reported a store but i didn't make a scene in the store i said nothing in the store i heard the, the employees talking because basically a lot of stores now are doing this they're telling the 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 uh dashers that the order was picked up and they never made the order 
So they're stealing from DoorDash on that ass. So I called DoorDash and I just let them know, look, I didn't make a scene in the store. I didn't even say nothing. But I heard the customer say that this order was made. And then the, the, the representative told me, yeah, because that's funny. You're the first person that we that order was signed to. And I said, no, this order's never been made. I know that because, one, I, I always sit. I got locations I sit in. So as soon as I got it, I went right in. And I doubt that this was an order that was passed because they had a decent amount on there. So nobody would have just kept. And I told you, they said that this order was made and picked up. And, then, and so I called them. They said that. Now, what was so funny, I ended up calling them the next day on an, uh, later on on another order. And I told them, oh, and by the way, that order that supposedly was picked up is sitting right here now that I had 30 minutes ago. And I said, this order is sitting in the store as we speak. I see the order because I remember the name. It was Corey. And a Corey J. And there it was sitting there at supposedly, but that order was never made at that time. So you got to be really careful there because the best way for restaurants to really steal money is to open a restaurant. Say you made the order. DoorDash, before they even question the restaurant, they'll they'll just fought us. And I noticed, you notice a lot of times we try to call the restaurant, nobody answers. Of course not. Yeah, I well, I only bring it up because it's actually worked in the three in the three stories that I read. Mm-hmm. It's worked in every one of them. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, if that kind of stuff works, why not yeah. do it? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I- and that's uh, you know, that's that's what I would recommend you do because that's uh uh but they, oh, well, you know, they, they I, I use just, that uh, as a pretty, a pretty common excuse yeah. to, uh, to get rid of people. So, well, um, well I close on a, uh, I got a contract. I close on another house tomorrow. So <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I'm probably going to be too busy with this house, but I am going to start to YouTube because I hate to say I'm going to put them on blast to, and I'm going to show a lot of things that people don't know now that I can actually be the face and I got other dashers. Maybe I maybe I can bring them on the show sometimes. And then as um, long as I don't show their faces, because a lot of them don't want to be involved in that type of way because they're worried about the backlash. And, you know, me, I'm not worried. You know me, I, I, I'll show my face, say what I got to say, and not worried about the backlash. I'll tell you what, Dre, Dre, as soon as you start your channel, the first live you do, I'll come on there. I'll play the DoorDash side, and you guys could have all the do- – like. And I'll, I'll play the show just for shits and giggles, and I would love to be part of that show. It'll be fun. Right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Well, the first one is just going to be pointing out some bad businesses yeah, no, yeah, and how sure. that bad business practice that and why. And I'm just letting you know, you shouldn't be like anybody that's still a DoorDash driver right now. Please, like you said, you bet not make sure that this is your only income. Because unfortunately, like this is, as you see, they don't give you no warning. Boom, you're gone. I mean, mm-hmm. like, literally, I'm like, you know, wow. I'm like, thank God that, you know, I work on houses for a living, you know? Yeah, well, we should all have other apps, other opportunities. Always have, be, be ready to to have that plan B, C, and D, or whatever that yeah. looks like for you. Because, you know, the work that but, we do is independent contracting work. And that contract could be voided at any moment. I could turn on my app tomorrow and be deactivated. And I know yeah. that. So you have to be proactive in your movements and thoughts so that you're yeah. not yeah. like, you know, relying on it 100% for a long time 
or but, at least you're depending on it for the whole next six months because mm -hmm. things are going to happen. So we have to be willing to think about that kind of stuff. Okay. And, and, and let's see, that's one of the things where that, that's definitely a topic right there where you should, there should be a little bit of more transparency on the fact is, Hey, look, we noticed this, that, and the other, we want you to start doing this. You would think that that, because unfortunately when they can just pop you off for something vague, it could be anything. I mean, sure. and that just opens the door. Like if I'm a business person, I like I tell people like this, you want to run a good business or a tight ship, the people on the ground floor, you better treat them with ultimate respect because I know a couple of dashers right now, they are killing DoorDash. I mean, and, and, when I say killing them, they're robbing DoorDash blind. Now, you know, that goes against my ethics, but I totally understand why they're doing it because they figure, hey, DoorDash is treating us like shit. And then that's why you see customers now. Hey, man, I'm a good tipper. Why are these people, you know, why are my drivers being so mean? Why? Because DoorDash done burned a lot of them out. I mean, especially like now, like, like what I've noticed in our area is you'll get a good order. So you'll get a good order, you're here, $8, two miles. You're like three miles. Okay. But while you got that order, you're constantly being blown up with $2 for for my add-on. So literally, they're just destroying your numbers right there. You know, so like I, I, I want to I wanna say this. I had an order this week, and I don't – I'm, I, you know I mean? I try to be positive. But I had an order. It mm -hmm. was a well-paying, good-tipping order. It, was a, it said mm -hmm. $9 plus. It wound up being like right. 11 or 12. Right, right. It was a good yeah. order, right? It was only mm -hmm. like two or three miles. They right. stacked it. It was a Papa John's. They added, they wanted to add an Aldi's order for 36 items. So they wanted me to do the Papa John's and I accepted mm -hmm. it. I accepted it, right? But mm -hmm. they wanted me to do the Papa John's, then do the Aldi. So basically mm -hmm. have the Papa John's sitting in my car. While right, I in your car. Mm -hmm. And then drop off the Papa. What I did was I did both, but I, I did, I jumped the task, delivered the Papa John's, then did the Aldi. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the algorithm wanted me to basically hold the food hostage from a good oh, it, because they wanted they, to add the Aldi. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. they they actually do that a long time. And that's one of the things yeah. where I said I was going to make a thing. And I'm going to tell you, when I say DoorDash, they don't give a fuck about the customers either. Because so many times I've had that $9 order and they keep sitting. I'm sitting there waiting on a $2 order because I'm trying not to destroy my acceptance rate. I don't, everyone says, I, you know, I don't want regulation. I don't want regulation. But, mm -hmm. you know, folks, the, the government's in your business, whether you like it or not. It's just right. that simple. That you yeah. cannot do business in the United States of America and not have the government involved. The problem right. is the government and the gig economy has been hands off. That's what's yeah. wrong, okay? And mm -hmm. so what's happening is you guys have said it. Uh, earlier tonight, uh, Pedro, you said, well, you know, I don't blame the companies for doing that. I, I do. I, you know, there's a, there's a law. They're supposed to follow it. Now, mm -hmm. if, if, if the state of California had any cojones, they'd go in and find them a billion dollars, and then Uber would get the message, wait a minute, we can't wait to get caught. That's the worst strategy that you yeah. can ever deploy in the business world with a big business. You know, mm -hmm. you have to be on the up and up and you have to, you know, you guys were wondering where the money's going. Uber's getting that money. Of Uber course. added that. J that JP, that 1.5 billion is going yeah. right in their pockets. That's JP, all. so let coming. me ask you. Yeah. So, so what do you think about what, what Sergio and Pablo did? Speak on that for a minute. Oh, I, Give think me your... it's, I, I think that's a great thing that they did. Here's the problem is, that, that the state of California failed 
everyone who does gig if there's one point six if there is one point six million people, they should be sending in, in banks gain an interest a letter. They should be sending in letters to all of their legislators saying, I want them to be fined for this and I want something else to be so that it doesn't keep happening over and over again. That's what I think should happen. It should have never had to come to that. Now, don't get me wrong. I think what they did is great. You want, you know, you, you have to go out and look at all those things. But I also believe that the state should have immediately gone to Uber and Lyft and said, uh, what's going on here? And my guess is, well, they might have and any just, of the data. They well, might I'll, have. I'll bet, they, they might I'll have. bet they're not getting. I'll bet they're I'll, not getting any of the data. I really do. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'd, I'd say what, what JP says is really good. But I think. Um, what I think for da- DoorDash, what they should do in all these like delivery, food delivery apps specifically, I think they should start doing the signature thing to make the the food more secure. That way, the stealing is like less, way less. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do that all the time. They need to start doing that. I think that's a smarter way, but I don't know why they don't do it. But I, I think I get why, because they want the leave at the door to be continuous so customers don't leave. I, I think no. that's it's faster. Thing. It's quicker. It's quicker. Yeah. It, yeah. It's quicker. It, 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 gets, it gets the driver on to the next delivery quicker. Yeah. It makes you it makes you have to work more. You know, the signature things in my market, I had four or five of them this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I so it's it's coming. But I think, you know, yeah, they just want us to be. They, they, they want the process for the consumer to be simple and quick. So I think if, if they mm-hmm. added it right now, it would it would definitely slow down the deliveries. Even if it's only 30 seconds per delivery, that's actually a lot, right? If yeah, especially if they require a pickup. Right, 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 right. It's a good idea, well, but I think would, then, the reason they haven't seen it is it would slow everything down. I'm not letting just anybody that I deliver to touch my phone for all my deliveries that require a signature right now. I tell the customer I sign for you and mm. I sign myself and I walk away. Now I do that because they're alcohol orders and I scan their ID or whatever already. So if there's yeah. ever like, Oh, you didn't get, they didn't, they said they didn't get the order. Well then how comes I got a picture of their driver's license? You know what yeah. I mean? They got the order. But yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately the bad thing about that is, when you get popped like how, how they how they did me, it's suspicious activity. Now, what could it be? It could be that I reported us two stores who were stealing from the company, and I just told them, I think you guys, you know, really need to look into that because there's. I heard people say it, and it's, I've you know documented a couple of restaurants because you know that makes us look bad when they say somebody picked up the order and it, nobody and it was never made, and you know. But they, they don't really look into that. And unfortunately, is we're a dime a dozen, so they can just get rid of you. And I mean, think about it. I got over 6,000 deliveries in, so it's not like I'm a, you know what I mean? But I've noticed ever since I started to, to try to do the uh, take every order, I even, like even my friend said, oh, you're going to go down for that. You realize your account's probably going to get banned because you got when you take every order, it's too many bullshit orders. And I, I ain't going to lie, a lot of, in certain areas, a lot of times there, there are a lot of uh, people online that show you how to scam DoorDash. And they say, all you got to do is say that people didn't come. And they'll allow a customer to do that six and seven times before they even knock their account off. And all they got to do is make another account with a bullshit credit card. 
Yeah, they should tie it to the, they should tie that to their address. That that's their problem. It really mm -hmm. is. I, I think right. picking up from picking up from from the restaurants. Uh, there are apps that I drive for that uh, where I make a lot more money than I do on on DoorDash, mm -hmm. and I got to tell you, they require us mm -hmm. to get a signature once we receive mm -hmm. the food. Yeah. I, I don't mind, and I don't I don't care if anyone. And I do it. Uh, I hold the phone, and they mm -hmm. sign it. Now I can tell you, a lot of restaurant workers will say, "I don't I don't want to sign that." And I said, "Okay, get your manager. Somebody's got to sign it because I I got to have a proof that I picked it up." You're talking to like oh, deliver, deliver that, easy cater, yeah, things like that, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's a lot. Or a high-end restaurant like yeah. Morton. But I, I got to tell you, they should do that for all of the restaurants. That Definitely. will stop. I don't think the theft is anywhere near what GigTubers make it out to be. I agree I with don't. you, JP. I, I, I agree. I think this is all about clicks and views and, 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 make, and you know, uh, it's just hyperbole. I think what most of the problem is, is there, there are bad dashers, just like there are bad restaurants. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, matter yeah. of fact, well, maybe yeah, I should but, go. Maybe, maybe I should do this to prove it as you. And maybe I'll take a day. Maybe I'll take a day. Y'all go ahead and pay me. I'm gonna sit in a restaurant all day, and I'll sit there the whole day. I'll count the orders and see how many orders come up supposedly been picked up, and I'll pay attention to that. Maybe I'll do that one day, like at a Chipotle, a place that gets a lot of orders. How will you know how many were supposed to be picked? You won't know all the well, no, the, know the, all the, sides yeah. of the equation. Um, no, I won't know how, all sides of the equation, but I'll definitely know how many because, one, I'm a talkative person, as you know. Most yeah. of these stores, like, I like literally, once I go in there and they be like, oh, we haven't seen you in a couple of days, they're going to say, you know, so basically I'll be able to talk to, I, I'm good with a lot of employees that I, I can say, I can probably name 10 restaurants that'll let me do that off rip. Yeah. I, I don't think there's as many, I think with the, with the tens of millions of deliveries that are facilitated on a daily basis, such a small amount are actually being stolen. And, but I also, you know, so because of that, that's why I don't think a lot of restaurants don't implement a signature thing for that well, reason. Plus, because Imagine going into a Chipotle, a McDonald's, a Little Caesars, uh, whatever, cool. Taco Bell, like these busy restaurants. Mm -hmm. Imagine that person that's already overworked and underpaid mm -hmm. having to also get you to sign something. And cool. it's just not it's not it's not realistic in 2023 for most places. I think when mm -hmm. JP goes and picks up a really good delivered that or a delivered, it's it's four hundred dollars worth of food. Yeah, that's different. I need you to sign. I mean, it's you know, mm. there's not a lot of those orders on a daily basis. But imagine yeah. trying to have a McDonald's worker work the counter, and then they need you to sign this. It's just not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not sustainable. It's not realistic. I, yeah, but I, I'm only opinion. saying if they, have a pro if they have a problem, not if. Well, not, well, not no, I agree with that. Yes. Rule yeah. of thumb. I yeah. if. I and 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 the little Caesars. I can speak to that because I had fifty-two of them that did uh, DoorDash, and mm -hmm. we actually had a portal that you put the pizzas into, and, yeah, and the customer had to put their code in there. Yeah, and well, and even if you came in and said, uh, "I don't have the code," um, you what we what we instructed our people to do is we contact um, your. Uh, whoever ordered it and yeah. whoever's app it's on, because yeah. I can't give it to you unless, well, I know that's my order. And I can tell you just firsthand experience. And, and one of the restaurants we opened that probably happened 15 or 20 times and 10 out of the 15 times, it was a person trying to scam and take 
somebody there, a consumer yeah. stealing the food, not yeah. not yeah. A, not anything else. And the person mm -hmm. probably wasn't even a driver. Okay, that was getting the food. Well, but my like point I told you. Is, is that they're they're cons. That's all, and that's going to be in the restaurant business forever. That's never going to go away. You just have well, to in my area. You can't procedures. even. Yeah. But in my area, you can't. And like, just give an example. I probably in the last like two, three hundred dashes. I cannot think of a restaurant that even leaves the orders out anymore. Like literally all of my normal restaurants that I go to, you have to give them the name. They don't even like you can't even see the bags to even read. Where back in the day, you could see the bag and say the name. They make it now. You can't see the bags. You can't say anything because literally you can't see anything. Yeah, we we have that going on here too, where they've taken, yeah. especially Chipotle has taken and put it all. But I I, I prefer that. I yeah, yeah I, prefer, so I prefer that rather, too. But... Rather, what cities are you? What cities I, are you guys in? I, I want to know because I'm, I'm in, in Columbus. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, in Greensboro, I'm, about, uh, Greensboro, I'm in Cleveland, Carolina, Cleveland Heights. Uh, I live in Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Not right. I know where you are oh, in Columbus. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, I, I got, I remember. I, I, <laughs> right. Two Ohio people. I, I, I now feel you, man. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I want to ask, I want to ask Darkfire. Darkfire, would you DoorDash at midnight in Cleveland, in Clinton Heights or Cleveland Heights or whatever he's at? If it's Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Know. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. So that tells you everything we need to know about why Dre got deactivated, right? Now, now, now listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna let's let you know. Now, now, to be real, like this is the problem that you got to say. I live in Cleveland Heights, but the only problem with DoorDash, they have 607, which is East Cleveland, worst, worst rated, worst city in Ohio. That's the dead last. Like when you come, all the Cleveland people there. Now, East Cleveland is the worst. They call them 607. They were rated last. Like, literally, the only place probably worse than East Cleveland is Baltimore. And you see, they oh, they finally even got rid of the dirty cop that they finally indicted him last month, which the cop we had talked about a couple uh, shows ago. They finally got rid of him out of East Cleveland. So, just to give an example how bad it is, six, we call it 607 because they're that bad. Even and, the buildings there are bad, like – Abandoned mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, oh my god, definitely. I've seen it. Matter of fact, I, I, matter of fact, maybe I said I should do a drive to East Cleveland, even though I hate to say that perfect area for gentrification, and you see a lot of new buildings being built and a lot of work going down. Perfect area for that, but unfortunately, the people that live there are not going to be able to live there any longer. Because I'll tell you what, just got, killing them I, got, all right. I got neighborhoods in St. Louis just like that. Trust me. But, but yeah, but every I, every, every is, city has every, the every major like city does. Yeah. Right, and I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I hardly ever get a contract violation for a city for a order in a suburb. Very rarely, I get a all of my contract violations. Always in the inner city. Well, well the that's reason, why, I that's mean, why people, you should stay away from the yeah. From people the get people. Orders. Listen, when you're broke, you're desperate. I've been broke in my life, and you yeah. get desperate when you're broke. Right? Yeah. I mean, let's just I mean, it is what it is. It's not any slight on any one individual. You know, and also, you get and also, desperate, and that's well, why not, that's not, why your not, contract violations are going to go up in lower income neighborhoods because people are broke and they're hungry and they're like, I'm, or they feel entitled, whatever it is. In rich okay. neighborhoods, you might not get a tip because they're just schmucks out Entitled. there right okay. but you know no. you know you're not but, you're not you know you're not gonna but, get oh. a contract violation they just won't leave you a tip 
You know? Okay, now here you go like this here. Man, this was something funny. I want to show you how DoorDash doesn't pay attention to nothing. So, like, I delivered a $2 four-mile order. But I was trying to keep to that. When I got there, all the crap wasn't in the bag. Remember, I told you it was at a trap house. I already know. I delivered it to the area. Anybody knows in Cleveland, it's called the Keyhole, big drug spot. Woman come out, she's yelling and screaming about that. Okay, I called DoorDash. I let them know that I was threatened like this, that, and the other. Why did less than three minutes later, I get that same DoorDash order because they remade her food because having shit was missing. $2 again to go to that it's same because you're the only crazy person willing to dash. No, no, I did not. No, no, but listen, yeah. listen. They say, oh, Dre's working today. He's the only guy out here. Let's send him everything. But, no, but, I, said, but I said that goes to show you that they don't, there's nothing in the system that they can push. Because I'm like, can you make sure that I don't never get this person again? I called, talked to them. And then literally like five minutes after I get off the phone with DoorDash, the next order comes in, bing, same restaurant, same address. I'm like, that goes to show that y'all don't even care about. Didn't I just say that I was threatened here at this address and you send me right back? Yeah, that support agent's not the algorithm, though. They, they don't know but that. No, but, gonna, I mean, that shows you that even when you call and tell them what happened, oh, yeah. that they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Let me. I wanna. I wanna round out. I think we lost Uber. Uber MVD. But that's a. That, that's all right. Have a good night, brother. Um. I wanna ask you guys each a question because I am gonna end the show pretty soon. But we're on the talk of legislation and and proposals and things getting shut down. Minnesota, Colorado. Sergio and Pablo just got millions of dollars paid out to millions of drivers in for Prop Twenty Two. Right now. In, in, in August 5th, we're going to have a town hall meeting with Stephanie Vio, a House representative in Colorado. Her bill got uh, shut down. Like it didn't even go up for vote. Right. So we're going to have her there. Some union delegates. It's going to be a great conversation. Right. But I want to ask Darkfire, JP and Judge Dre. I want to ask you guys um, one question. OK. If you could have something passed, some kind of legislation, let's just call it that for lack of better terms. OK. Would you rather have some kind of pay guarantee for gig workers or would you rather have tip transparency? Let's say you can't have both. Which one would you rather have and have it in every state? I'll start with Dark Fire. I would say tip transparency because if I see a tip that is like $20 tip and it would be $22 for like six miles, mm -hmm. I would take that. Um, and tip transparency is more than just like base pay. I don't care for a base pay. I want that tip transparency so I can go it. deliver it to the, to the loyal customer and not it. deliver it to a horrible customer. Got it. Let me ask uh, judge Dre, you want tip transparency or do you want some kind of minimum guarantee payments? I, I would probably have to go with the tip transparency because I'll say like this is the tip transparency would give you more of a fact that you know, okay, cool, it's a decent customer, at least. And morally, the people who tip the better, you're more likely to have problems on a job like that. Every time I, every time, like, me, you know, I got 6,000 plus orders on DoorDash alone. Every time I have a problem with a customer, they're always a no tipper or a low tipper. Got like, it. you know, one of them 33 cent or a dollar tipper, that you're probably going to get problems. And even DoorDash knows that. That's one reason why they don't have tip transparency. And unfortunately, you guys, that's a dream. You're never getting tip transparency because they otherwise the low tip people would never get their food. Mm, interesting. Interesting. JP, what, what do you say? Yeah. 
Well, I would say, obviously, if you if you limit it to that, I, I, I don't like either choice. However, I would say a tip transparency over the guaranteed amount. But the, well, let me ask you a question. Again, what what you, don't you like about the gear? Are you against the guaranteed amount? Uh, no, I'm not against a guaranteed amount. I just think that the total legislation needs to include part of what happened in Colorado was it mm -hmm. did not have any money tied to it. When Correct. you put money behind something, and, and obviously what nobody's reporting about, and I can't find the exact number, but I did see it weeks before, the Flex organization paid into the, the governor of Minnesota's uh, PAC a, mm -hmm. a great deal of money in his last election. In politics, the money's not handed directly, hey, you veto this and I'll give you a million sure, dollars. That's sure. not how it happens. Right. It's it's just like the guy that took off you know, BTF or whatever it was, the crypto kid uh, from mm -hmm. California that, that gave uh, $200 million to the Democrats last in the 2020 right. election. You're not hearing anything about that, or 2022 election, rather. You're not hearing anything about that anymore because... The media doesn't want you to hear about it. What we need is money has to be tied to. So you got to have a wage. You got to have all of those things. And we, it won't happen because we we if there if it's true and there's actually ten million people doing this stuff, they're uh, you know they're they're not getting enough. Uh, people are not writing letters or even get picking up the phone and calling their congressperson and their senators. And that's because of, unfortunately, most people just don't have the education. Believe it or not, it works. If you get on the phone and you call your legislator's office um, and you get 20 or 30 other people to do it, it's not a lot of people. Mm. They're going to start to listen because they know you have one power, and that is voting. And guess what the media does like around election time? They like big mouths that go on television and oh, say, they sure hey, do. listen. Yep. Listen, this guy did this and he did that and she yeah. did this and she did that. It makes for I good TV. It helps the ratings. Yeah. It gets the people. I, yeah, you're right about my, that. The, one of my senators is re recently elected. He hasn't responded to any of my uh, inquiries. And he's a Republican. I'm, I'm going to speak out loudly about it. All mm. right. Because it shouldn't happen. He should at least respond. The Democrat that represents me in Congress, she uh, she returned the call. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm nobody. I am literally just a, a, a concerned citizen saying we need legislation that says, here, pay these people a living wage. Everybody talks a good game about all this stuff. I, it, it's going to hurt. It would hurt me because I figure out how to make the most. It would uh, It would hurt you. It, it would. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, said that but, earlier. I think it would make yeah. everybody kind of equal. And then yeah. that's not, and, you know, that, that that's yeah. like, okay, then it makes it harder for the ones that really know what they're doing or the seasoned mm -hmm. vets or the ones that can find a hidden tip like you know there's a there is a ripple ripple effect to any type yeah. of new legislation or law or whatever you want to call it there's a ripple effect and there will be a there's a ripple effect to what sergio and pablo did we just don't know what it's going to be yet right yep. i think what what happened is great and we need we need to talk about it because knowledge is power but there's a ripple effect in everything that happens whether it's a good thing or a bad thing and sometimes it takes years for us to see the effect of it right mm -hmm. and how it affects you right now could be very different to how it affects you two years from now right but there's definitely going to be some ripple effects but i think it's, I mean, it makes for a good these, conversation so yeah it does and these companies are are unfortunately the the c-suites are filled with people who are really not uh, they're doing it for themselves and their cronies they're not doing it for the customer they're not doing it for the drivers they're not doing it 
they're not doing it for even for their lower paid employees. They're doing it for the employee stock compensation that's, you know, huge. I do mean huge numbers for companies that are losing their shirts. There's yeah. no reason for that kind of compensation. And what's going to happen, eventually somebody's going to say, God, how could, how could Uber fail? Well, Uber's been failing ever since it started. It yep. would be a simple, I can guarantee you this, I'm going to send a letter to Dara and, and I'm going to post it on Twitter. I'll send Dara Kashishai a note saying, hey, I'll, I'll come in and in six months, I'll turn a huge profit of at least 10%. All right. Now you got to pay me for that, but I'll come in and show you how to do it. And it would not be that hard because he's not used to running a business that has to manage the, the, the nickels and dimes. He's just not used to it. When yeah. you've done it all your life, and I'm not unusual with this, anyone who's managed in, in, our, in the field of restaurants and, oh, yeah. and, or, I, or grocery I, stores, they're used to working and managing the nickels. You know, it's J, all- JP brings up a great point. I used to, we used to have to do food inventory every Monday at the Applebee's I managed. And I managed yeah. Applebee's for a long time. So I had to wake Ooh. up at 4 a.m. I'm, count, I'm in a deep freezer at 5 a.m. I'm counting cases of fries and this and that. And at the end, you input it in a system and it tells you what was your food cost as a percentage and what mm -hmm. I used to have to nickel and squeeze and come up with food audit plans and talk to my line cooks and, Hey, make sure this is ringing just to get an extra $50 in profits a day or something. Right. Because that's, that's what was required because the margins are so thin. So I, JP speaking, like I, I, you're mm -hmm. giving me like trauma echoes with my Applebee's days here <laughs> in that freezer. <laughs> Hoping that my number was going to be less than 0.7%. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just remember yeah. those days. But. And it's so oh, funny man. because I still, I still do I, not, I don't obviously don't have any inventory or anything like that, but I still do a spreadsheet every, every week. I sit down yeah. and, and enter in what my revenues are, what my expenses are and all that stuff. Cause I want to know, am I actually making any money or not making yeah, I do, money? I do the same. All right. And, yeah, and, uh, and, 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 Preparing a PL is a very important part of knowing whether or not you're making any money or not. Oh, it's, but, it's yeah, it is. But yeah. most people who do gig work are just, you know, they're not, you know, we, we don't talk about the 20% that produce 80, well, as of the year before, and both Uber and DoorDash, they both confirmed that the 80 20 rule works real well, real well, because they're doing 81% of the trips and or, um, you know, the ride share trips or the deliveries. Uh, you mean 20% of the drivers are doing 80% of the work. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, like I said, it's like, I haven't even noticed that week, you know, I went back to my other job and just because this job was available immediately, I took this one. And even I noticed, I told myself, I took this one at a loss on when it comes to hours wise, because it was too many hours. And I kind of have a little bit to go above and beyond. Cause even the guy who hired me is like, wow, dude, you went above and beyond. I was not expecting this, that, and the other. And I just told him it's in me, but I do admit it did come out cause it helped because they close on the house tomorrow and I get first dibs and they're, you know, going with me. But unfortunately a lot of people can't do that. And the, 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 the app is the app and the, where you need some government things to step in is this. As long as there's an idiot out there that take they're going to take advantage of them. And unfortunately, these companies have been doing that because, like you said, instead of them trying to return a thing to their investors, they're just basically 
screwing their employees to pay their investors. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, well, they're not—they're not paying their investors. They're not—they're really. They're, not. I mean, for they their di- have, no, no, for their dividends and stuff like yeah. that. You know, yeah, like they're, they're, they're a non-dividend company. I mean, none of these companies pay a dividend. It's really—it's—it's a—it is a—it uh, is just one. Uh, it's not a Ponzi scheme, but it—it's it, a con. That's all. It's oh, right, really yeah, simple. definitely. That's yeah. the reason why you look at the big investors that are out there, the people that really have a lot of money that really know and understand mm-hmm. companies. They understand that the free cash flow in, in the gig world is pretty much non-existent. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and that's yeah. the reason why you're going to see, I mean, Uber is a, right now it's as high as I've ever had it, but I, and I'm happy that it's there. I mean, it's uh-huh. 17 or $18 a share. So I'm really uh-huh. happy of where it's at right now. However, um, I also know that once I hit my, my my number, it may go up another ten dollars a share. I don't care. It probably it's will. I think I think I think it will only because I know Lyft has a new CEO, but I think Lyft is gonna they don't have as much of a stranglehold, right? And I think I think right. Uber I and I, I I know people are against this. I think the Uber team thing is gonna actually make them a lot of money. Uh, it's going to open up the, the the floodgates of more opportunities for Uber and the parents, and so I think Uber, if anything, is going to go up. Yeah, yeah, it's going to it's going to go up. But I, I'm, but again, my point is, is when it hits my strike price, I'm out because I've made my money. It's you know I, I've more than doubled my money on it. I'm going to take my money and run. And and just as sure as it's going to go up another ten dollars, guess what? It's going to drop like a rock when oh. when when the Analysts say, "Well, wait a minute. You still are only if you are making money. It's min. It's minuscule, yeah. and yeah. that's You're where you know, eventually it just comes comes back. And so it's a good stock to trade in and out. Same mm-hmm. thing with DoorDash. I don't know what's going on with DoorDash right now, but it's as high as since I've owned it. It's as high as it's been, and um, I." Uh, I, I I don't have something set for it, but I'm going to go in and look at it this week. Maybe it's time to sell it because yeah, it's I, not. I, I, it's I, not a. It's not a good company. It's got a terrible hey, JP, business model. Yeah. JP, if I get any traction, you better sell your DoorDash. Hey, be like, wait a minute, Judge oh, is coming out there. Judge Dre, <laughs> listen, you ain't got no traction, bro. You, listen, you're talking to no, no. But, but I'm just letting you know, if I get any traction, I'm gonna let you know. You I, think, I think uh, I think Darkfire had you had your hand up. You want to you want you want to say something before we exit here? Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot. Oh, that was quick, <laughs> man. You just had it up like ten <laughs> seconds ago. Come on, bro. man. You're making us Ohio people. Listen, look listen, listen. From studying, so <laughs> just... as, as as much as I like you guys and the people in the chat, um, I got a long day tomorrow, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close the show. But listen, I appreciate Dre. Coming on, JP, Darkfire, uh, Uber, MVD. Um, appreciate you guys for coming on. Um, so always, you know, we, we could have these same conversations here and there. And it's 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 funny because DoorDash and the gig apps, they always give us something to talk about, right? And we do this for a living. We make money and it's, it's fun. We all have different opinions. We work the apps differently. It makes for good conversation. Um, we're not going to solve any of these problems here, but... With Sergio and Pablo, they two gentlemen. All it did, all it took was two guys to read something, right? That was in black and white. Call the treasurer in California and send some tweets, and get with the and, and a connection of a LA time. Like it doesn't, you know. So you can make change. You can hold billion dollar companies accountable. It took two gentlemen. So the reason I wanted Sergio to come on is to show you guys that 
whatever side you lie on legislation, pro legislation, anti, it doesn't matter. Like if you want your voice heard, Sergio is an example of being able to do that. And he does what we do for a living. So I thought that that was good to kind of showcase him and, and you guys could, you know, leave your opinions in the comments if you're watching on the replay and what you think about it. Um, but Darkfire, JP, Judge Dre, appreciate you guys very much. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you guys down the line. Take care. See you. Right, thanks, guys. See you, man. All, All right. right. See you, man. Okay. So that's the show. Where are we at? Two and a half hours. Good, good way to end it. I got a busy day tomorrow for the 187 in here. Listen, I got. I, I got something I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all a little teaser. Okay. I'm gonna give you a teaser because y'all know me. I'm always trying to bring different content, different things, always push the needle, do fun stuff, try to be entertaining. This week you guys are gonna see some very surprising but entertaining and awesome and cool videos. We're gonna have a special guest in some of my videos, I think. And you guys are going to see some awesome collaboration this coming, basically starting tomorrow till Friday. Be on the lookout. Stay tuned. Um, I have a vision on how I want to record the video tomorrow and maybe even the next couple of days. I haven't done it yet, but just know, be ready to watch some interesting, never before seen content on this channel in this next coming week. It's going to be unique. Um, I got a lot of videos, but you you know, this is going to be a very different kind of vibe. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Two different worlds coming together for entertainment. It's going to be amazing. I hope to see you guys tomorrow. You guys are great. Great. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. And uh, go check out the website, GigCon Denver 2023. And uh, you guys have a great night. Be safe. If you're out driving, be safe. If you're around loved ones, give them a hug. I'm about ready to go upstairs. Hug Madison. My daughter's already asleep. But if you're around somebody that is family or whatever, a friend, a hug could change somebody's day. You guys have a great night.